This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the channel and another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. In today's show, we will be talking about Tottenham's 3-2 win against Frankfurt um, in the Champions League. Tottenham Hotspur are now top of Group D. First of all, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button, like and share. And if you're listening to this on audio platform, please do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. And just to say a huge, huge big thank you to listeners in South Korea, China and Taiwan. As this podcast was the second most listened to football podcast in these countries last week. Now, I have three very special guests to talk about today's show. We have actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Rick, how are you? I'm all right, my friend. I am okay. It's been a crazy week, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm having to be talking about the game tonight and the big three points. So come on, let's get into it. A huge three points. We'll be glad to have you back, Rick. We've also got Craig Dearman back with us, of course, channel regular. Craig, how are you? I'm all right, Chris. I'm all right. Not too bad. Spurs get a win. What's not to like? But it's going to be smiles all round, I can tell. Uh, certainly smiles with Gary Maloney back with us. Gary, <laughs> how are you? It's oh, been a long time. Bit, 
It has been a long time, yeah. I mean, we didn't speak for at least three hours. You know me and my 10 voice notes today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I'm good. I'm glad we won. I mean, the last 20 minutes was nerve-wracking. I've bit my nails down, but um, t- typical Tottenham. We never make it easy, do we? So, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it, mate. So, let's go. Gary, well, I quite like your. I quite like your. Sorry, sorry, because uh, Gary, I quite like your voice notes when you're on the treadmill or something like that. Because it, it sounds, like <laughs> yeah. sounds like a dirty phone call. I know it is. It's a bit of porn, up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into it because uh, Hunmin Son, of course, hit a double tonight at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the Champions League. A Harry Kane yeah. penalty, VAR drama, a penalty miss from Harry Kane, a red card in the game. But Spurs, as I said earlier, are top of Group D. And a lo- another lovely tribute for John Piero Ventroni this evening at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And, of course, former Spurs striker John Duncan, who sadly died last week. Um, Ricky, let's start the show with you. Um, your thoughts on today's game? Because I tell you what, um, Spurs are top of Group D. You know, this is something to be happy about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost, we have... You know, we've grown in each game. You know, since the last Frankfurt game, we had to have a bounce back after the Gooners. And even though it was a nil-nil, there was it was a, a it was a battle. It was a basketball game, back and forth, back and forth. And we was unlucky not to win that first game. You know, and then we've gone to uh, Brighton, and you know, after the passing of you know Mr. Ventrone, it's kind of it was an emotional day. It was a galvanizing day. It was a unifying day. And it, it, it was an energy-sapping, draining game as well for the boys because they had to get over emotions as well to kind of win that game. And they've done that. And then today, to, today to get the three points is amazing. And to be top of the group is amazing. You know, after a long week for to- every single Tottenham fan and every single Tottenham person that's involved with the club, um, you know, from top to bottom, it's been, it's been crazy. So to get the three points is the most important. But we still had these, like, these glaring kick ourselves up in the backside moments. You know, this lethargical play, this slow, patient build-up, these too many touches at the back. And, and when you're too casual, you can see the ball can bounce anywhere. And, and both goals came from poor touches when we was in possession. So that's definitely something we need to, to kind of look at and improve. And we woke up. We woke, I don't know why it took a goal against us to wake up, but we woke up. And from that point forward, it was it was the Tottenham that we've, we're used to seeing. It's the Tottenham <clears> that we expect to see. It's not 100% right now, but the fact that we're playing with that pace, that, that tenacity, you know, the, the, the passing, the interchanging. Sonny, his touch seemed to be back today. He, his determination seemed to be back today. He didn't seem to be second-guessing himself today. With any one of his shots that he had, they, they, were, you know, they were on target or, uh, or troubling the keeper one way, shape or form. You know? uh, Harry, again, took the, took the game by the scruff of the neck as well. To, so to see them two to do what they done, you know, of course he yeah. missed the penalty at the end there. But to see what them two are doing right now, we're in a really, I think we're in a really exciting place where we've been waiting all season for this team to click. And I think it's just about to click, fingers crossed. So, yeah, big, big night, big night. Craig, let's come to you. Were you happy with today's performance? Um, On the whole, yeah, I think Glenn Hoddle summarised it quite well on BT Sport. First 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes were appalling from a Spurs point of view, but the middle 70 was, was very good. Um, as Ricky said, we 
as usual, it, it took something to happen or a goal against us for us to come alive, which is really frustrating. You know, you want to see us like that from the off because when we did click into gear, um, to be honest, I don't think this is overplaying. I think we could actually give anyone a, a game on the day and rip anyone apart when when we hit that fifth gear. And we did at certain points during the game today. But, you know, lessons to learn still, that opening 10 minutes and certainly the, the, the closing 10 minutes, all right, you miss penalties and you can't blame Harry for missing the penalty. Christ, how many has he scored? But... To be honest, I think today was one of those rare occasions where side going down to 10 men didn't help us. It kind of helped them. They looked better with 10 men, oddly enough. So I think yeah. we took our foot off the gas, definitely. Um, thought the game was won. I don't know if it's a cliche, but I think that, you know, and look at the substitution. Conte thought it was one as well. Um, and we just took our foot off the gas. And it, it just goes to prove you, you can't go to sleep at all in these in these uh, top competitions. And uh, we were was lucky to get away with it. I mean, Lloris made a good save at the end there. But lessons to learn from tonight because uh, one more win and we're, we're through the next round. So it's, it's, not, it's not all bad at all, at all. But there's still some points tonight that, um, yeah, squeaky bum time towards the end there. But uh, as I say, one more win and we're through. Gary, your thoughts on tonight's match? Yeah, I mean, like what both the guys said, I enjoyed it. It was a good game, but it was just frustrating. You know, the first 10 minutes and the last 10, 15 minutes, it's just typical Tottenham. I mean, both goals, both mistakes, Eric Dyer. You, you, was... you, you say that, typical Tottenham. Now, the Tottenham yeah. of old, it would be like that we would have lost or drawn the game. But under no, Antonio Conte, no, we're no, always no, no. grinding these no, no, results no, no, no. out. Typical, no, no, no. Typical Tottenham is never making it easy. That's typical okay. Tottenham. And that's what typical Tottenham were today. We're a lot of typicals, but that's one of them. And yeah. we could have quite comfortably <laughs> won that game 5 6 7 1. But, you know, Royale's got to be Royale and Dyer's got to be Dyer. And listen, you know, I'll praise Son. I'll praise Kane. Kane missed the penalty. I couldn't care less. He scores 99.9% of them. But typical Tottenham making an easy game where we're cruising difficult with big, big mistakes. And and also, I think Conte has to take a little bit of responsibility because I think he probably thought the game was easy and it was won and it should have been with 10 men. But as a lot of us well know, sometimes when a team goes down to 10 men, they play better. I've seen it on many occasions, but both those goals could have been avoided. Both mistakes by players that are known for mistakes. So, you know, for me, great game. We've got the three points. We're top of the table. Happy days. But you end the game not really happy. You're a bit, you know, annoyed and frustrated because Royale was Royale and Dyer was Dyer. So, yeah. you know, and it's typical Tottenham, Chris. It is, unfortunately. When do we ever make things easy? Even against Brighton, we should have won that two or three. And you're, you're, you're just waiting for the final whistle. It's just, I laugh because, look, I love this club, you know, but they never, ever make anything easy. It's just, oh, it's a hard watch that last 10 minutes. But, you know, we did it. And I can't remember when, but Larice pulled off an amazing save. Was it like 60, 65 minutes in? But, wow, what a save. And, and also, one thing I want to add, because I think it might get lost with Son uh, tonight. I thought Hoiberg had a fucking great game. Hoiberg. Hoiberg was mm. amazing tonight for me. I really, really, for me, he was man of the match. I thought he was, I thought he was brilliant, Hoiberg. Do you know what, Gary? Uh, I'll probably get pelters for this, but Hoybier, um, for me, has been one of our best players oh, yeah. all season. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was brilliant mm. tonight, honestly. And so, you know, another not just, assist as well. 
Yeah, no, yep. I mean, great cross, you know, the way he dinked that in and stuff. But just everything, his passing, his midfield, the way he just took it by scrapping that. I thought Hoiberg was brilliant, really impressed. And I thought that in the last few games, he's had some real good moves. He's done, I don't know if you remember that in the last game where he done that little flick and he turned the player studs yeah. on the ball and was like boom, boom. And I looked and I thought, was that Son or Kane? But it weren't, it was Hoiberg. And I was like, he's, he's really improved. He's gone up yeah. a level, wasn't he? Like amazing. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Really good. But I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, I'm happy. You know, as long as we win, I'm always happy. But I just think that game could have been a lot easier. That's all, so... Rick, let's come to you. Let's talk about the uh, starting uh, lineup. Um, I actually spoke to Gary before the game, and I said Emerson Royale, without any question or doubt, he yeah. start tonight. And Gary was like, "No, surely not." Jed Spence will uh, practically give him a start. <laughs> Emerson Royale will be in the starting eleven. You were right. Starting eleven. Um, <laughs> let's, go, let's go through the, uh, the starting eleven. Generous um, in goal, the back three of Romero, Dyer, and Lengley. Uh, the wing-backs, Emerson Royale and Ryan Sessegnon. In midfield, Benzinger and Hoybier. The forward three of Richarlison, Son and Kane. Subs tonight, Forster, Spence, Doherty, Sanchez, Davis, Perisic, Skip, White, Saar, Basuma, Brian Hill and Lucas Moura. Um, Rick, were you surprised by, uh, by by that lineup? Because, of course, Antonio Conte made three changes. Royal in for Doherty, Langley in for Davis and Richarlison in for Basuma. Um yeah, a couple of surprises. Um, yeah, I mean, em Emerson, I don't know. It was 50-50. I think you were saying in the last parts that Emerson was going to start as well. And I was kind of like, yeah, he probably is. Even if it's just for a rotation uh, purposes. Um, you know, Docky, he's just come back. And even though he was rusty and, you know, I I'm not his biggest fan. But when he does well, I'll, I'll say he does well. And he looked a lot more natural fit. Um, against Brighton and you would have thought that he would have got some time tonight but let's see let's see he's probably saving him because he's just come back in and yeah. Docky will be playing on, on the uh, on the weekend against Everton um, Longley I was kind of like I, I kind of guessed that one uh, I kind of guessed that one the rotation between him and Davies right now is, is working well I think um, he, he seems solid he wasn't in trouble too many times positional play was pretty good passing again he's growing into it he's growing into the shirt at, at Spurs right now and um, Richarlison another start from Richarlison it's, it's supposedly he came off with a knock um, mm. something to do with his knee Conte was saying in his post post press oh, um, didn't see that. press conference yeah yeah so he's saying he, hopefully fingers crossed it's nothing mm. serious uh, but but they're kind of Happy that Kulazewski is coming back into the team as well. He should be ready for Everton. So, yeah. yeah so, so it, it, it's part of this. It, it's exactly what Conte was telling us, boys, you know, about this rotation and about using this rotation. And um, <coughs> they're, they're, I'm happy that they're using it. I'm happy that we're getting these boys that were brought in and, and they're playing, you know. I, I think the biggest change today was when we brought on the subs. The pace totally changed. Especially in the middle of the park, Skippy looked a little bit better, but Basuma didn't look that 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 he, he didn't come in and, and and impact the game the way that I think he wanted to, and I think, like I said in the last show, I think he's questioning himself instead of playing his natural game, he's trying to do now everything that he's been asked to do, that Conte is asking him to do, and he just ha it hasn't like sunk in his body yet, so he's doing it automatically, he's still thinking about it, and I think that 
almost takes him a, um, like half a second off sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, another reason why you can see those that were compl- like not complaining, but highlighting the fact that Basuma hasn't got a start or Skippy hasn't come back in since he's been fit. It, you kind of saw tonight why uh, Hoivia and Bentenko are, are the number one, number two starts on on the sheet. They're the, they're, they're the first first team players, first first names on the sheet for, for the first team when they're playing because they're both trusted. And you can see not only the work rate but the technique, the fact that they can trust each other, they know each other, how each other play, how each other run. And Skippy and Basuma don't know that as yet. I, I think another highlight tonight was that um, not only did uh, Lucas come on for his first minutes, but Brian Hill. I thought he was a nuisance yeah. tonight. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I love I, Brian I, Hill. Listen, I, I, I think that something something's clicked inside of him where he's like, I'm going to try and do the best that I can do in these in these in these moments. Do you know what I mean? And the way that he was kind of darting backwards and forwards, and and when he came on and lost the ball. And um, I was like, oh, here we go again. But then straight away, he was up and he was bright and he was alert to receive that back hill, that back hill mistake from the, uh, the Frankfurt player and then run into the box, dart him. Send, he, the, 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 the defender didn't know what to do. The only Great thing feet, he could do... It? Yeah, it was, and, and that's the genius of Hill. And, and that's where that player could, you know, it's only a flash right now. But if he can keep doing the things that he was doing, the fact that he wanted to ride the challenges and he wanted to keep moving forward, it, it, you know, like, it, it was good to see. And I think, all right, it was only 10 minutes that he was on the field or whatever the case may be. But I, I think there's an exciting time. That, that, there's a potential. There was a hint of what this boy could become. The fact that he bamboo, bamboozled the defence and, and got the foul and got the penalty. The, uh, right at the end there, and he he found space as well. How many times was he in space? And that that ball from Harry that was just a bit too fast. If he would, if Harry would have played him first time, he would have been would have been in tonight, and he would have scored the fourth. So I think yeah. it was. I think he was the highlights of the subs. Um, but you can see how the pace changed, and how how we. You know, Conte keeps saying he doesn't want to drop the level. Well, the level yeah. dropped when Basuma and Skip came on tonight, which was. I, like I say, skip down a little bit better, but the, the pace and, and, and the level did drop. So I think we've got to watch that and we, we, we've got to bleed them in and try and give them a bit more time to, to actually not just do the things that they're taught on training, but to do it in-game at a time where it's vital. Britt, can I ask you quickly, um, Gary cr- criticised Eric Dyer. Stephen, yeah. I don't think, likes Gary's comment and says here, Dyer was Dyer. <laughs> uh, he, he is a rock. What, what would you say about Eric Dyer's performance tonight? I, I, I kind of I kind of agree with Stephen to tell you the truth. I think he has been fantastic for a long time, and there, there is always there might be a little mistake in there, but there's, it's not the same as when he first started in defence under Mourinho and stuff. You know, yeah. I think there was a lot more mistakes at that uh, at that point, and you've seen him grow, and I think you've seen him grow even more with, with a manager like Conte. And um, it, it the, I think the the mistake came from lackadaisicalness he he thought everything was in control he thought he could just take it one time and what happened was is that there was a bounce either with it on the pitch or when he when it touched when it actually touched the boot it hit the wrong part of the boot that he thought it was going to hit so it just bounced the wrong way and then straight away we was in trouble but that's why we have to stay on it you know once you're switched on and once you're on it and once you're playing that fast football like once we conceded that goal it was it was a different Eric Dyer again he, he 
Yeah. He, he had an, he had another mistake just afterwards, but he, he was like, all right, and cool. And he wiped it away yeah. and he was like, bang, bang on again. And you saw the difference when he went off. If, if you got any kind of confusion with Eric Dyer, when he went off, when Romero went into the centre and Sanchez came on, we looked different again. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a different look in Tottenham again. The level dropped just a little bit. So you can see mm. how important he is. I can allow him that one mistake. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah, though the goal just, conceded. Can I just come in? Because I think Stephen's getting the wrong end of the stick because what I'm saying is Eric Dyer made a mistake. Royale made a mistake. You can't take that back. They made mistakes. But what yeah. I will say is after that, Eric Dyer picked up his head, carried on and had a good game. But he still made a mistake, and so did Royale. So when they make mistakes, I'm going to call them out on it. But Eric yeah. Dyer had a much, much better game than what Royale did. Just to yeah. clear it up, yeah. Stephen. Yeah? Yeah. 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 But I think... Well, you just, know, the other thing is, my boy was saying to me, oh, I think that was Romero's pass. And I went, no, that wasn't Romero's pass. That was Eric Dyer's touch. I don't think Romero can take any responsibility for that. I think that was just a mistake no. where it died. But well, he rectified it. He was good. He was good. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the incident in a minute. Um, let's go to another um, comment from Stephen. Positives. Win. Son, Brian Hill, Mora and Skip get yeah. game time. Beat Lisbon and we're in. Should have closed before subs. Royal out against Everton. Um, Craig, let's come to you on the same question. Um, that's starting 11. Antonio Conte made three changes from the Brighton game. Any surprises in there for you? Um, I would say sadly not because I was hoping Royal was not going to be playing, but you know, he was. And you know, if, if you're um, <laughs> what Gary's point there about you know, um, about Dyer being better than Royale, you're not really setting the bar that high, <laughs> and you have to be better, yeah. And, but he was better, you know, though, wasn't he? He, he was better, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. So pers personally, <laughs> I, personally, I thought Dyer was quite solid. Um, yeah. other than the mistake. But you're right, he yeah. did make the error, Agreed. but I think he did have a solid game. Um, and on the yellow card, of course, so that's not easy for a centre-back to be on the yellow card for that amount of time. No. Stupid yellow card, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. I, I'm, You know what? I, I do try and not slag off players uh, on here, really, but I've just had it with Emerson Royale, really, personally. Um I do feel for him a bit because he's a right-back. He's not a right-wing-back. He will never be a right-wing-back as long as you live. Mm. And for me, he's just, we're, we're kind of not playing with 10 men. That would be unfair. But you, yeah. it, you, I've said it on here many times. How many times have I said it? You're losing 50% of, 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 your, of, your, of your attacking force, if you like, because it leaves Sessignon to bomb up and down. But Royal just can't do it. How many times do you get in really good positions and balls to cross up or just, all right, we want a corner from it. But it's... It, it's those levels, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and what is Jed Spence doing? Is, is he um, is he knocking off Conte's misses or something? Why, why is he not? Why, why is why is he not getting a game? I still don't get it. Give him give so him ten weird. minutes at the end. I, I just listen, don't get listen. it. I, I do want to get this podcast to number one. <laughs> in, in <some> <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get this to number one, you, you definitely shouldn't have me on it. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I might, I'll to, say that. I might have to kick Gary and Craig off. Yeah, I'll just talk to the positive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do say that in jest, obviously, but you know, you know what I mean. I, I, I just yeah. don't understand. I just don't understand. I mean, Conte Strange. said here, um, he said we scored three times and Trap, the the keeper, was the best player. That is a positive aspect from the game. The negative aspect is the final part, and it has to be a big lesson for everybody. For me, the game finishes when the referee whistles three times. So basically what he's saying there is you go to the end, isn't it? And, and, and we didn't tonight. We, we stopped playing after 80 minutes. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree with what you said there. What about you, Gary? Any surprise in the uh, starting eleven? I did. I did tell you that Emerson Royale would yeah, play. Yeah, I, I didn't think he would. If I'm honest with you, and I, but I really wish he didn't. But um, do you know what? I think he did do. He did do one good cross though, because I think Romero nearly scored from it, didn't he? I think he got one good cross in, and Romero done a header. I think that was almost a goal. So he did do that. But yeah, again, I'm like Craig. I don't really want to single out players, but he's just very frustrating to watch. And bless him, I know he spent. A million odd pound, you know, trying to improve and everything else. And, you know, I get that. I know he's trying, but there's, there's a difference between trying. Like like what Ricky said, when um, when, um, when Gil came on, just naturally he looks more gifted player. He's just kind of got that movement and stuff. He just doesn't have it, Royale. He just really doesn't have that about, movement. He can't take players on. It's, oh, it's what about if he spends another million? <laughs> I think you're going to need to spend about 50, 60 million, I think, to be honest. But I just look, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about him. I just, I think he just needs to be out of the team. But again, you know, it's about rotation and stuff, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, Doherty, I think he's a better player than him. But, you know, you're talking, what, a game every three days and stuff. It's difficult, isn't it? But he's not doing himself any favours. I mean, if he didn't make that mistake near the end, then we would have probably said he had an OK game. But he goes and does that and then the spotlight's on him again, you know? So... He's not really doing himself any favours. So it's a difficult one, unfortunately. But um, I just don't think he's good enough, unfortunately. But can you do? Roy Price writes on screen now. I also thought the subs spoiled our momentum tonight. Hoi yeah. was outstanding. Uh, Hunmin yeah. Son and Song. Three points in the bag and top of the group. Come on, you Spurs. Uh, Roy, I'd love to have you on the channel one day. I know we spoke about it, so hopefully we'll make this happen in the near future. Um, Rick, I just want to talk a little bit about Hunmin Son before we get into the game incidents. Um, Hunmin Son, he never seems to just score a tap-in, does he? Fantastic goals again from him tonight. Beautiful goals from him tonight. I mean, like I was saying earlier, that was Sonny back to his best. But just the way, just the way he was running. I'm not even. Well, I'll get to his goals, but just the way that he was running, he was running again with that. It was. It's it's like it's viciousness. It's 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 dangerous. It's just his his sharpness and his movement can can confuse defenders and I felt that he was making the runs at the right time. I think that his touch when he came off of his chest or his body yeah. it, 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 it was controlled like Sonny normally controls it. When he went in on goal I didn't doubt him, you know, like I, I don't doubt Sonny, I just knew it was going to be a period of time but it is so beautiful to see him playing like that with a smile in his face and I, I think you know, I think this week it, it has been emotional, but I think it is, it's, it's put the fire in them. And there was a fire in the, in the boys today. And I think they recaptured that fire and, and hopefully it's, it's going to turn into a massive kind of, you know, like tornado of fire, you know, as, <laughs> as we keep moving forward. But like Sonny, beautiful. I mean, the first yeah. goal, the, the, the first goal was j- just the way that he was running again, like the, the way that he opened his body and just kind of rolled it in. But that second goal, oh my gosh, that yeah. second goal was like, that was like a FIFA goal or that was, yeah. it was just, it was, I don't know, man. It's just one of those that you, you would normally see on the highlights of like a World Cup show. You know when they're showing like the greatest goals and you see a, like a Croix yeah. or like, you know, like, a, oh, I don't know, man. I think, it, it I think 99% of the time, goals. they, 
they just go over the bar, didn't they? Yeah. They just go up in like row 50 or, or 150. I just, I was amazed by that. Amazing it but, was. But again, like like, like what Glenn, Glenn Hoddle was saying in commentary, um, that the fact that he kind of slowed down the pacing of it, the fact that yes. he kind of had to step back before he struck it as well. Yes. And, and then the strike on it. Like, Great. Like, oh, I loved my gosh. It. Confused the keeper. The keeper couldn't do nothing. Like, yeah. Sonny, Sonny is back, people. If you was ever yeah. doubting Sonny, let me just tell you right now, yeah. Sonny is back. Gutted. Gutted he didn't get a hat-trick in it. I bet it was all praying yeah. he got his hat-trick in it. Yeah. Uh, almost. That close. That close. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had the opportunities. He had yeah, the opportunities. yeah, yeah. Craig, oh, people, were saying, people were saying in the last few weeks that Hoodman Son had lost his confidence. What, what, what do you mm. make of that? Because, of course, he come back in the Leicester game, got the hat-trick. You know, we could argue, we could talk about he could have had a hat-trick tonight. He had a number of chances. Mm. But the goals that Hunmin Son seems to score, they're always, they're always top-notch, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And do you know what? You probably did lose a little bit of confidence when you don't score. We've said it before, you know, as a striker, that, that, that you see that as your job. And, you know, when the goals don't come, you, you're going to feel a bit of pressure. But, but yeah, it, it, Perfect, perfect there. The, the comment on the screen, class is permanent and it never goes away. And I think we all knew that that he was going to get back to his best. And tonight, like, like you said, Ricky, that, that volley, I mean, anybody who's played the game will tell you how difficult that is. And with his weaker foot as well, <laughs> well it's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And um, yeah, you, you kind of run out of superlatives to describe Sonny, the goals he scored. They all do, do seem fantastic in their own sort of special yeah. way, don't they? He, he really gets to tap in. But yeah, we've, um, we're lucky to have him at the club. Gary, do you want to add anything about Sonny? Yeah, just I just would like to say, for me, I think it was probably one of my, my favourite goals from Sonny, actually, you know, because there's been some amazing goals. I loved the curler against Arsenal the other season, the one against yeah. Burnley, you know, from our own half. It, there's been some amazing goals, but... Just, Chelsea. just the audacity, Chelsea one, amazing. But the audacity. Can you remember? Can you ever remember Hunmin Son just scoring a tapping? Not really. No, he, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But but for me, what I loved about that whole build-up and stuff was was again Hoiberg. I have to say, brilliant. Yeah. His little close control and the way he just flighted that ball, just slowly flighted up. And and when I saw it come down, you know yourself, majority of players, nine times out of ten. When that ball comes slowly floating like that, they lean back and it just goes up in the terraces. To have that technique, to take the time, and also Sessignon to run and make the space, which was amazing as well. Don't forget that. But just for me, I, I think that was probably one of my favourite goals from Son, you know? I, I jumped up and was going absolutely mental and I just could not believe. And when you watch it back, when you see a great goal like that and you watch it back over and over in slow motion... It looks even better. For me, it's yeah. one of my favourite goals from Son, you know. I loved it. Loved it. I was buzzing. <laughs> yes. It was great. Rick, let's come to you. Let's, let's talk about the uh, the game incidents. After three minutes, Frankfurt uh, had a cross put in. Striker couldn't connect properly. And then after 14 minutes, Frankfurt took the lead. Um, what did you make of the goal that we conceded? Because, of course, I know Gary's already said uh, it, it was Eric Dyer's mistake. Do you think that Hugo Lloris could have perhaps done a little bit better uh, there? I, you know what? I, I thought even Lloris was about it today. And I think he tried. He tried. Um, but it was a poor touch. And then there was confusion yeah. happening everywhere. Great touch by the German player Roda as well in midfield to not 
not take the shot straight away, but just kind of dink it over to the left again. And and it, and it was a goal. Um, mm. it, 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 it was a poor touch. And it's this lackadaisical play that ends up having this kind of possession, patient play. It ends up becoming, it just becomes slow. And we, we, when we play best is when we're urgent, is when we're on it, is when we're trying to press forward, is when we're attacking from every avenue, when we're giving them loads, loads to think about. When we, when we go pressure. behind. Yeah. Well, well yeah. But, but, but it's crazy. We, once, once we go behind, we're not protecting anything anymore. Do you nah, know what I mean? This whole, this whole pro- pro- protect the clean sheet, I think we're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. You know, we, we need to go for them and, and have periods of time where we pass back. If you look at the amount of touches that Larice had from pass back at the Brighton game compared to tonight, there was a lot less. Do you know what I mean? Tonight, and because we were yeah. playing more forward, we were. Uh, and I'm talking about like the defenders pass it to Larice. Larice will then pass it to Davies. Davies will then, you know, pass it up the wing or whatever the case. Is. I'm talking about those type of p- passes. There was way too many, and there has been way too many. And it, it, it does, it invites pressure, it invites goals, it invites them to press us with pace. And where we've been lackadaisical, we're on the back foot. because It's like a boxer being on his heels. Do you know what I mean? Like, or on his toes. Do you know what I mean? If, if you're bouncing, mm. not, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're bouncing and you're on your toes, then you're ready for whatever's coming to you. If, if, you're, if you're flat-footed, then yeah. you get clocked in the face. And I think that's what happens to our defence sometimes. Just... Or... They Our always play. sit back. They sit it, back. It's weird. No, we, we we need to use that as as an outlet, not as a, as a solution. Do you know what I mean? So when we are in trouble, when we are pressed in midfield, all right, pass it back, find the space, get it out to the wings, and get it up the field again, and and keep the ball moving forward as many times. We can't be passing it back all the time, all the time. Because how many times have we seen yeah. repeatedly at this season uh, that? somebody's nicked it off of us or there's been a bad pass or we've passed to the player who's got players, uh, opposition players surrounding him. Therefore, he's got nowhere to go apart from give it to the opposition. Do you know what I mean? Or we try and pass through the opposition when they're standing right in front of us. Do you, you know? So it, it, they become stupidness like that. And I think the quicker we get through the gears, the quicker we play on the front foot, the, quick, the, the quicker we can push that back line up the field, the better we are. You know, we, we yeah. play better with pace. Before, um, before uh, Hunmin Son equalised to make it 1-1, um, Harry Kane had a free kick outside the box. And I oh, knew that no. this would be a talk- I knew this this would be a talking point again on this yeah. podcast this evening. Um, but gladly, um, you know, he missed that free kick. And then, of course, after it, Eric Dyer had one and Hunmin Son had the rest. Um, Craig. Are you still surprised that Harry Kane is over these free kicks? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, because um, I think it was Conte had said, because somebody asked him about it in a press conference, and he said, I think he name-checked Dyer, Son and Harry Kane. So really, no, I'm probably not, to be honest. I mean, Harry Kane strikes a lovely ball, doesn't he? And obviously there's some mental block with free kicks. Um uh, we've all, you know, we've all said we don't get it. Why, why is he even in the frame to take it? But it's probably because we know what a good striker of the ball he is, you know. So yeah. I, I haven't got any other explanation for it than that, to be honest. But uh, yeah, you'd, you'd think they would do practice, you know, be doing practicing free kicks and that in training, wouldn't they? 
they, they must must be all sides do it. So he must he, be banging him in training. Exactly, it must be happening because if he was doing that in training every time he took a free kick, then he, and then Conte would say to him, you know, sorry, Harry, you're, you're our best player, but you're not on free kicks, and it's got to be somebody else. And you know, I thought Dyer's effort was um, was quite Better. unlucky actually. Yeah, Hit the wall didn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, mm. perhaps he's got a pull rank there a little bit. Craig, do you want to talk us through um, Tottenham's uh, first goal? Of course, Hun Min Son finished it off. Harry Kane with a lovely through ball for Hun Min Son. Uh, Sonny didn't even really celebrate, did he? It was, it was all about just getting back, uh, kicking off and starting the game again. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a great move, actually, back to front. Harry does what Harry does. Um, and you, when you actually watch it back from a different angle, you can see the whole pitch. It, it's amazing. It's almost telepathic that, that that relationship they've got Sonny knew Sonny was on his bike as soon as soon as the ball was coming into Harry's feet he was on his bike so he knew exactly where Harry was going to play and when he was going to play it and um, yeah I think a couple of touches and s- slotted it to the keeper's left and fantastic finish lovely touch for him to uh, I think he took his, his his armband off and looked to the looked to the skies for uh, Jean-Pierre Ventroni so it was yeah. uh, it was great to see but you're right yeah just get back on with the game and get another goal we was back in the game then started off slow and um, obviously led to us uh, going two and then three one up so yeah it was it was a really good uh, really good bounce back by Tottenham I just didn't I, I just wish we'd, we'd started like that from the start but really really touching to see and then the little um, the reef on Ventroni's seat and, and the jacket I know we touched on it earlier but it does bring a little bit of a lump to your throat, you know, so seeing that he was obviously well loved at the club. So yeah, it, it's, um, I think it's safe to say that we send his family and, uh, everybody that knew him our best wishes, um, because he was a very special man by the sound of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Gary, let's come to you. Um, just five or six minutes later, Harry Kane went over in the box. The referee was adamant, no penalty. Um, then, yeah. of course, VAR, the referee went over to the screen, had a look at it, had a long look at it, then pointed to the spot. What did you make of that incident? Was it so clear cut at home? I, I think I think it was a penalty for me, but I think he was he was fawning Harry Kane. So his momentum, he was kind of falling a little bit. So I can kind of see why in real time the ref didn't give it. But once, you know, I was saying it's a ref, it's a penalty, it's a penalty, but I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a Spurs fan, right? But as soon as VAR say go over and look at the screen, then you yeah. pretty much know you're getting a penalty, didn't you? So for me, I, I think it was probably 75% a penalty because the, the only reason why I say not 100% full on was because Harry Kane was kind of losing his footing as he was running in. And he's very good at getting penalties, Harry Kane. But listen, I'll take it all day long. Um, but I always knew it would be overturned. I, I knew he'd change his mind as soon as he went to the uh, TV. Because very rarely, I think it's happened maybe two or three times, refs will will stick with their uh, on-field um, decision and change it. They, they don't tend to. So, so do you know what I mean? So I thought, yeah, VAR said, go and have a look, mate. So he's going to go with VAR, and and that's what he did. And a, and, and a great penalty. I know he missed. I know he missed the second one, but you know what a great penalty at the end of the day. Uh, and and we've had this conversation before about Harry Kane. I mean, look, free kicks. I don't know what's happening in training. I mean, he must be doing amazing free kicks, and Royale must be like going through ten players and doing the best crosses known to man. Because God knows why he's on free <laughs> kicks and Royale's down the wing. I don't know. 
But for me, yeah, I had a penalty. But a stonewall penalty? No. I wouldn't say not a stonewall penalty. My opinion. I don't know what all the other guys think. Um, no, he thought it a little would, bit. He was clever. Yeah. He was clever. I wouldn't but, say we were lucky to get it, but I don't think it was a a a a hundred percent penalty. If that makes sense, that's that you know. So, what did you what did you make of the penalty incident, Rick? It was a penalty, bro. Hundred percent penalty. I'm telling you, mate. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was a penalty, mate. He checked him. He checked him with his hip. I don't know. I don't know what the question's about. It was a hundred percent penalty. No question. No question. That's, that's why we got Ricky and VAR, you see. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just three minutes later, Frankfurt had a shot. Um, uh, Lloris tipped it over the bar. Uh, four minutes later, Hunmin Son had a shot after a run comfortable with the goalkeeper. And then in the 36th minute, Hunmin Son uh, got his second goal, made it 3 1. Uh, left. Pierre Mihoyer, you know, great work from him and a great yeah. cross from him. And as you guys have already said, Pierre Mihoyer uh, has really upped, upped his game this season. It's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, but I know we've already spoken about Hunmin Son, Rick, but what a finish from Hunmin Son for that third goal. Oh, my gosh. Just, God. oh, my gosh. Sonny, he's, he's, <laughs> his, his highlight package is phenomenal. And people would think you'd be taking it out of context and just, like, picking certain goals yeah. to kind of put in his best goal. But his highlight package is ridiculous. I'm, I'm so happy for Sonny, you know, because yeah. he went out there, you know, I, I think, I think, I think because of the passing of Ventron as well, I, I, I think, I, I don't know what it's done to the boys, but you saw, you just saw a different look in their eye tonight. And, and especially the disappointment, not, not so much like dropping their heads with disappointment after they conceded the goal, but the disappointment in what did we just allow that to happen? And then that determination to go, let's correct this, you know, as quick as we can. And who, who's the one that normally always steps up in an important game in a pressurised scenario, you know, w- w- when there's no one else to look to? Sonny. Sonny. And, and he was back tonight. And, you know, with him in the side and in that form and, and, and in that vein of confidence as well, you know, it's going to be 100% be a goal. But you oh, my God. It's just the way, it's the way he struck it. You know when it hit Brilliant. the back of the neck, it hit the yeah. back of the neck with like with with baseline. You, you yeah, couldn't help but jump up at that point, even if yeah. you was half if you was half asleep, had a bad day at work or whatever, and we just watched yeah, the game one night. And as soon as he's hit, you have to you have to get yeah. up. Do you know what I mean? And and that's what's beautiful about Sonny and and having Sonny at the club and wearing a cockle on his on on his shirt is that yeah. he's just a, he not only is he is he a beautiful. A goal scorer, but he's a beautiful footballer and he's a beautiful person, man. Like, yeah. long may Sunny shine and smile. Do you know what I mean? And because you know, if yeah. he's smiling, we're all having a good time. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's very difficult to choose like your favorite Hoon song goal, isn't it? Because there are mm. so many good ones. Um, yeah. Rick, do, you, do you have any favorites, Rick? Oh, I, I love the Chelsea one. The fact that he destroyed Chelsea. And, yeah. and do you know what? They've they done a, a mock up of him being Sonic, like collecting rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea players. And then he's got, and I just love it to pieces. But yeah, but it's it, it, the fact that even, it, it, not just the goal, Chris, it's, it's like the link up players or well. like you're saying, Kane's, you know, for the first goal, slid that ball, ball through. They're finding each other again. They, they were trying and it just wasn't clicking. And we, we can see that the click is about to like drop in. Do you know what I mean? So there's going to be many more beautiful goals to come. 
Yeah. Well, Jeremy Hoybier with the assist, as you rightly said, Rick, uh, earlier. Uh, Craig, let's come to you because I feel that, um, you know, certainly last season, Jeremy Hoybier got a lot of stick from the Spurs fans. And I feel that this season, his performances have been uh, fantastic and he seems to be um, a lot more creative this season. Yeah, and mm. it's, it, it doesn't actually it surprised me at first, but when you actually watch him play for Denmark uh, in the summer, I watched a few of the Denmark games, and he's actually a bit more forward thinking in in that Denmark team, a um, bit more creative. So it hasn't, you know, he's obviously got it in the locker, so to speak. And but um, as Rick Rick called him, I think before in the past, he's called him the the, the general or something, money Rick, you you you've yeah. referred to him as. Um, but he he is he is kind of in the engine room, and that partnership he struck up with Benton Core is. Uh, He's, he's, he's just phenomenal, isn't it? And, and you could actually see tonight, I thought what actually made a difference was when, when, was when Bentancur went off. You could see how disappointed he was to go off. But I think that that kind of took something out of the team tonight um, yeah. when, the, when he took him off. I can see why he did it, just to give him a few, few minutes rest. But um, it did change the whole dynamic of the team. When you, when you mess around with that midfield and, mm. um, you know, Skip was busy running around and, and as Gary said, Bissouma uh, just wasn't really up to it tonight. But, yeah, Hoybier has started the season really, really well and he seems to be the player that kind of is that on-field motivator, the on-field captain, if you like. So, um, so, so yeah, he's had some really good games lately and long may it continue. Yeah. Gary, have you got any uh, good things to say about Pierre Mihoyer? Because he really oh, does seem to have upped his game this season. Mate, loads, honestly. I, I did not stop singing his praises tonight. I just, I, honestly, in the last few games, it's it's just like his, his whole reading of the game, his passing, his movement, his crossing. <laughs> I love him. He's been brilliant. And I think some of it, you, you know, he played a lot of games last season and stuff. And I think you, it would be fair to say he's probably a little bit burnt out. But it's like his technical ability has gone up a few steps. Yeah. You know, honestly, I'm really seeing a different side to Hoiberg and I love it. I mean, I think the confidence to do that trickery, how he got through them, to then get down the, 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 the corner line. But I think it would be very easy in that situation if it was Royale to just whack a ball in. To, to have the technique to then just do that slow little dink crossover and float the ball over. It takes, it takes time and it takes technique. And you need to think about what you're going to do. Because the easiest thing to do in that situation is just whip one in quick. What he actually done with that, to, to, to line that up for Son, I mean, look, it wasn't easy for Son by any accounts. We know that. But what a great ball to give Son the opportunity to, to score, which ain't going to be far off one of the goals of the season. So, But I really loved Hoiberg. He's a favourite in this house anyway. Me missus loves him, so she was happy. <laughs> so really good. Pleased with him. Really pleased. A Chelsea fan as well, we might add. Yeah, and can I just say, you know, when we talk about Chelsea fans, you know, and what Ricky said about Son goal, we've all spoke about. It. I think you know it's a good goal because tonight I got a, a WhatsApp from Tottenham fans. I got WhatsApps from Chelsea fans, from an Arsenal fan and a Sunderland fan, all and a QPR fan actually. Um, all about Son's goal. Now, when you're getting messages from rival football clubs and stuff like that, and from just you know fans of different teams about yeah. one of your players scoring a goal. You know it's a good goal. You yeah. Know. When they when they take that time, they're watching that game and they take that time and think, you know, and then Chris, I know you get millions of messages, but when they take that time and say, right, I'm going to message Chris, I'm going to message Ricky, I'm going to message Craig, because that's a great goal. 
that that speaks volumes, you know. To yeah. me, it does. Yeah. I think, wow. And uh, favourite goals, I'm I'm putting that at the top for me. Um, I think you said Chelsea, but it was Burnley, Ricky. But we don't we don't mind about. No, that. wait, no. There, uh, there was one yeah. against Chelsea as well. I wasn't. No, Wembley. Burnley. Oh yeah, the yeah. Wembley one. So you did you did yeah. mean that one then? I did mean that. I did mean that one. You was it wasn't Burnley... like a Watford thing. You weren't confused. No, and it stuff. wasn't. I wasn't no. confused. <laughs> I knew I knew which goal it was. Right, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I said that because no. then you can put the you can put it straight. That's good. Yeah, thank you, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, thank no, you're guys. welcome. You're welcome. But you, you, you know, yeah. what? let me just add a little something to to, to the Heiberg discussion here. Yes. You know, um, he was the only. Even when them two players came on, Basuna and Skip, he was still the one running from box to box. He was, he yeah, was great. Out, he, he was overlapping them, yeah, in the defensive box yeah. and, and the offensive box. And I don't know yeah. whether the Spurs fans have seen um, the Spurs play uh, thing about uh, mentality, sitting there having a conversation with Smithy, uh, um, Lloris, um, and his Hoiberg, and they're asking him about the mentality, and they're asking him about winning and stuff like that. If you haven't yeah. seen it, check check out the clip on YouTube. It's, it's brilliant. Even just a clip, it's fantastic. But he speaks yeah. about the suffering and, and how success is only this big and the rest of it is suffering and the things that you've got to go through to get to the top, to have that one short moment and then go again, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and what that says to me as well is that like, he never rests. So, no. uh, you know, I've been, I, I, I've been defending Hoiberg, even he was getting criticism this season and I'm, he's put in more assists this season. He, I think yeah. he scored, scored two goals already yeah. this season. Yeah, two not goals, only, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not only is he box to box, but like you said, that technical ability, he's taking it up. And I think it's all to do with that mentality. And I would yeah. prefer him in the midfield than a Pogba, than an Endombele. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. you know, then some of the people that would pay stupid money for. The fact that he's got that mentality, the heart, the determination, he's always being running to the ground and he's yeah. always there to be counted. And I love him for that. And long may that growth continue, man. Yeah, how how can any player not improve under Antonio Conte? Though it, 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 you know, it's crazy, isn't it? it? You've got to you've got to improve under this world class well, manager. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> it, it, it's gonna it, it's gonna happen. I said the other day, Gary. Um, I don't know yeah. whether you listened to one of the last podcasts. He, he yeah. tried to take a man on, and that that is uh, that's progress. <laughs> yeah, it's progress. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, it's definitely progress. Yeah, definitely it is. right. right. It is. We won't get into that. And it is a joke, by the way. So please uh, don't give me pelters for that one. No. Um, Craig, <laughs> Craig, let's come to you. Um, in the 42nd minute, um, Hunmin Son uh, very nearly scored his hat-trick. But of course, the goalkeeper saved it with his feet. And then just three minutes later, and I'm so sorry to bring in Emerson Royale's name again, but it was frustrating because Emerson Royale, um, he, he could have given a simple pass to Harry yeah. Kane. He was, out, he was outright... Um, he could have played it early. Harry Kane would have then had a tap in. Um, he yeah. was just slow to react, slow to put the cross in. And then, of course, it was eventually blocked. This is what people are frustrated by, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think that lack of first time pass actually rubbed off on Kane later on for his pass to Brian, Brian Hill. Because yeah. I, I think yeah, yeah, he was yeah. thinking, you know, it was, it was very similar. But it is. It is. How long have we been saying it on here that, you know, I. Look, we've, we've all had things to say about Emerson Royale um, and his ears must burn like you wouldn't believe. But And it's nothing personal, but he's not a right wing-back and he never will be a right wing-back. And, Craig, you know, he's trying. Any, but... Do you see any improvements in him? <laughs> From when? <laughs> Last week? Um, serious, question, serious question to all of you. Yes. Do, do you 
Under Antonio yes. Conte, since Conte came in in November, do you see improvements from then until now? No, not a really. Little, no, tiny, no. tiny, tiny, tiny. I don't think. I don't think there has been. Conte hasn't got any better. His his um, play on the ball hasn't got any better. Um, he doesn't take players on anymore. So he did once. That, I, yeah, I would say I don't think he's improved uh, at all. If I'm honest with you, no, I don't think he has. <laughs> he ain't. I, was, I was asked a question and I answered it. Right? <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's, it's because you, know. you keep getting right out, that's why. Yeah. On I, I keep getting the right... I've, I've, been, <laughs> I've been set up here. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be on... No, I, I'm going to be honest about it. Chris asked me a question on my own and I'll give my opinion on it. And I yeah. don't think he's a very good right-wing back and that is true. So, Fair enough, I agree. Know, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I, I would like... I would like to hear this this uh, uh, lady or gentleman's opinion on um, if Royale should be in the team and why. So that would be interesting. Yeah. But, um, you know, over somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> move move uh, on. Gary, let's come to you. Um, yeah. In stoppage time uh, at the end of the uh, first half, Romero header, goalkeeper save. Unlucky not to be 4-1 up. No, but that was a cross from Royale, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was, progress. wasn't it? Progress. So there is progress. a bit of progress there. So we're, we're going to get off his. We're going to get off his back there because I, I said to my boy, I looked at him and I said, "Was that Royal that crossed it in?" And he went, "Yeah." And I said, "Well, fair play. That was a decent cross." So he did do that. But yeah, very unlucky. I thought Romero did everything right there. There's not much you can say about it. It was just that the keeper did pull off some good saves. I mean, he done that. He did one with his feet against Son. You know, he, he pulled off some good saves. Look, we all, we're all sitting there and we all know, to be honest, another day we could have won that 5 or 6-1. You know, it, it's just how it is. You need a bit of luck sometimes and stuff. But, uh, yeah, unlucky. Unlucky. I think if we'd have got that one, then we might have ran riot. Um, but, yeah, he didn't get that crossing. So, progression. <laughs> Rick, <laughs> um, at half-time, Spurs 3, Frankfurt 1. Um, you felt by that point, you know, Spurs were in control of the game and we would go on to score more goals. Um, were you disappointed that, w- that we didn't see any more goals from Tottenham in the, uh, well, in the second half? Well, yeah, always. Well, I'm always disappointed if we don't score. But what I was really encouraged about is the way that we started the second half. We've started games and half slow, do you know what I mean? Or, or, or we can lose focus or we can allow the opposition to have their first 10 minutes of kind of, you know, a dominant play and kind of we yeah. be troubled by them for a minute. But we started it like started we good. wanted the fourth and we wanted the fifth and we wanted the sixth. We was just unlucky in certain areas there, whether it was like like Gaz was saying there, whether it was a, a trap save or whether it was just, you know, side netting or... We, yeah. we had the opportunities. We created the opportunities. Even in that that those last five minutes, we had the penalty and we had yeah. two, two, you know, two opportunities with Hill. I think it was that 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 could have gone square to him or so. So we could have scored. Could have been two, six or seven, three. Ricky, isn't it? It could have been. But but between ninety and ninety-five minutes, we could have scored another two. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's mad. Like, so it's crazy. So. so Yes, I, of course, I'm disappointed that we, we didn't put the foot on the gas because if we would have scored the fourth, I think the, the changes would have been it, 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 more acceptable in that sense because we've, we've won the game at this point. They're yeah. down to 10 men. And it, and it could have been nine men, actually. That other defender should have gone off for a second yellow, but whatever. 
Yeah, um, weird, but, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the referee done him a favour then and was like, look, man, like take that injury and get off the field now before I send you off sort of thing. Yeah. So, but, but I, you know, yes, we, we came under pressure because they, they threw everything at us. And, and we mm. allowed, we switched off at that point when, they, when those subs come in. We've already spoken about the momentum and the pace yeah. and, and, and what we lost with the subs. But I think if we would have scored that fourth or fifth, it would, we, we could have accepted mm. it a bit more and, and they would have been a little bit more comfortable to come in and play their game. Suddenly we was on the back foot again and suddenly it was like, okay, wake up, let's go again. And the, the boys done well to kind of finish the game the way they did. Yeah. Craig, let's come to you. Um, Emerson Royale... Um, no. <laughs> no, no more Emerson comments. No more Emerson. Comments. Um, no, seriously, Craig. In, in, in the fifty-second minute, um, great work from Rashalison. Uh, rolled it across to Sessignon, goalkeeper. Um, fantastic work from Rashalison. Oh, I remember that now. That Sessignon's mm. got to be finishing that, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. To, to be fair, actually, I thought it was just a bad miss, but when you look at it, it was a fantastic. Tackle by the, I think the defender might have got a toe to it, and then whether it came off uh, Cessnion's boot and looped up, and the keeper made a great save anyway in, in, in any stretch. But um, it was a great move. And that battling by Richarlison was, was was awesome. That that is what you want to see, you know, game in game. Yeah. That, that is what Richarlison gives you. I mean, that, that took some strength to hold that defender off because he was nowhere near favourite to actually win that, and and he came out with the ball. And yeah. provided a decent cross, so yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I hope he's fit for uh, for Saturday. Um, I still think you're probably going to start Kulishevsky by the sound of it. But um, I think you know, playing against his old club as well. I mean, he's going to be fired up for that one, isn't he? Um, yeah. I've just got another Conte quote here from his presser uh, that he said the final part we have to take a big lesson. Everybody, myself and the players, everybody conceded. The game ended. Um, I'm guessing what he means is everybody gave up towards the end. Maybe also the fans. It was an important win for us. And now we are leading the group. Everything is in our hands, which is, which is you know, very true. Harry Kane tweeted and said, uh, important win. We go top of the group. Great strike from Sonny for his second and a good team performance on the whole. Um, and there was a little uh, Spurs have tweeted out um a little video with Sonny with the with his uh, man the match award, which is which is great. He's actually wearing a really nice training top. I'll have to get that one if, if you go on <laughs> the top. Them it really is nice I like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, going back to Sessignon, should have been burying that um, that cross from Richarlison there. Yeah. Let's um. While you're on the subject about man of the match, um, do we all agree that it was Hun Min Son? Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to give it to Son. I think not far behind him, I would probably say Hoiberg, though, for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's mm. not far behind Son, but I think you've yeah. you've got to give it to Son for his determination, his skill and his his both his goals. I mean, even, the, I mean, look, the, the second goal was so good. We're kind of not talking about the first goal so much, but don't take yeah. nothing away from that first goal because he was so calm and cool and collect when he scored that yeah. first one. In that situation, a lot of, a lot of players panic, and, and he probably would have a few games before, you know, so you can see how far he's come. But, yeah, for me, Son Man in the match, um, second goal, I, I'm going to watch it God knows how many times before I go to bed tonight because yeah. that's how sad I am. I'll watch the highlights, <laughs> I'll watch it over. And I'd, I'd, honestly, it was such a great goal. 
really yeah. was. I just, I'm buzzing from it. I loved it. I thought, honestly, I think it's one of his best goals, you know. Well, what he was do? dying to get the hat-trick. Uh, in the 58th oh, no. minute, Minson took a free kick. Goalkeeper saved. Three yeah. minutes later, Frankfurt, uh, well, one of their players got a red card. And then just a minute later, Hunmin Son with another shot from range. This time, goalkeeper saved. Um, Rick, let's come to you. There's a comment on screen now. Qatar is going to make or break the second half of the half season uh, for the sides yeah. in the top half of the Premier League uh, table and the European competitions. What does the panel want to see in the January transfer window? Um do you expect much movement in the January transfer window for Tottenham? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, I think they're planning for at least one or two in there uh, in January. But I think it's going to, uh, like like the guy that commented just there, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but like the guy that just commented just there, um, 2000 DGT or GT. I See, you got me reading now. Um, but what <laughs> I'm trying to say is that I agree with you in the sense that uh, the, the World Cup could... Could do a lot. We've got a lot of internationals out there. We've got a lot of people playing in in the World Cup, and um, depending on injuries and what type of injuries we sustain in that, I think will determine what our priorities are going into January. But I think we are definitely going to be using the January window to recruit <laughs> players. <laughs> Paul. Paul. Well, Paul, big up, Paul, big up, Paul. Hello, Paul. Um, Thank you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think that that's what's going to determine what we do in January. If we have a few big, bad injuries going into that second period of, of the season, then I think we're going to have to spend some money, uh, some real money, and uh, improve the squad in places that we didn't think that we needed to improve them. But if we can continue to add to it, then, you know, uh, we've all spoken about a creative midfielder so that when they can play the 3-5-2, we've got another attacking option. And we've all spoken about a right wing back, a certified right wing back that can do the job and that can be trusted, do you know what I mean? To do every aspect of the job um, in that first team uh, as a regular. So I, I think we'll be looking at those spots. And I think uh, as a wild card in January, I think we will be looking at Bastoni again. This is not like exclusive news. Fabrizio hasn't phoned me and given me the insight, but it's <laughs> my theory that <clears throat> if we can go in and put in a bid, whether it's like we secure him for the summer or we try and make a move <laughs> for him in January, I, I, I think we, we would do that if, if the opportunity was there to make that happen. What about you, Craig? You expecting much? Uh, I'm pretty much on the same lines as Ricky, actually. I think, I think we'll probably sign a couple of players. Um, I'm not 100% convinced what positions they'll be because it seems to me, uh, you know, I've said before that I think I think Doherty and Royale are going to be here for the rest of the season and hopefully Spence is going to get a few games, whether it be the, the you know, the Cups or whatever. Because or, I, I totally agree with what Ali Gold said, you know, once he's given his chance, I think he will take it and he'll almost force his way into the team and force Conte to, to pick him. I hope that, I hope that happens. But... Um, we're still a little bit light in certain areas. I'd like to see somebody a bit more creative come in. Will, he, will we move for Madison in January? Um, room, there's, you know, I've read a couple of rumours about that. So, you know, whether, whether Brendan Rodgers would, would let him go in January, I don't know. Depends if where big the bid was. I don't know how long Madison's got left on his contract, but I'm sure he'd be interested uh, to come to Spurs. But, um yeah, I'm not so sure about a right wing back, like I say, but um, I totally agree with the Bastoni links. You know, if we can get him, get a fee agreed and loan him back for six months and then whatever happens with Longley in the summer, 
Um, mm. But I have to say, I thought Longley had a pretty decent game tonight. Mm. I thought he played really well. Um, didn't really put a foot wrong at all there. So, you know, no. if he's getting regular game time, he might want to stay. Um, so, yeah, it's what it is. But I think a couple, a couple of... Uh, couple of players we're just a couple of players like it, it would be nice actually to get in a um, I know we've said for ages about getting in a striker I know we've got Richarlison but you know somebody to really push Harry Kane that would be good and you know God forbid uh, we do get injuries but I think mm. there will all you know all teams are going to get injuries the annoying, the annoying thing is um, Norway aren't in the World Cup of course so Haaland's going to get a nice rest so he's going to be even, he's going to he's going to be even fresher yeah. when we come back in January. Yeah, so, uh, it's frightening, but uh, yeah, 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 unbelievable start for him. Um, Gary, uh, just to clear this question up, um, January transfer window. Do you expect much for Tottenham in that window? Uh, no, not really. January is a very difficult one, isn't it? So. I'm not going to get too excited about it. Um, I mean, I, I like what Craig said about Madison because I like Madison. And, and it, I don't know, Brendan Rodgers might not be there. Who knows? With, with, with Leicester and how things are going. So, you know, could be yeah. a possibility that, you know, it could get all a bit shaky there. So, but bringing Madison in would be great. But I can't see much happening in January. Um, no, if I'm honest with you, I, I, I just, I don't. I'm never really too excited for the January transfer win if I'm honest mate but Madison is one of the players I would I would love to get in again Royale and Dockett they're not going anywhere are they so it, it is what it is um, but let's see uh, uh, just touching on the Kane thing because a couple of press conferences and stuff I don't like when they start asking them about injuries and stuff mate. it makes me nervous yeah. when I'm watching Sky you know I mean? and they're bringing up the subject of injury why are you asking them about injuries man I don't want yeah. him sitting there and he has to explain or talk about injuries do you know what I mean I'm yeah. just like, it's just tempting fate. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 like it plant, it's like planting yeah. a seed, isn't it? You don't want it to it's be just, planted. Just don't it's say horrible. It. It's horrible. Yeah. You know, we're all nervous as it is going in when he starts playing for England, you know? And then they're talking about injuries that haven't even happened. I just think, oh, come on. But um, yeah, January, look, maximum will be two two players in. No more than that. that that's a definite. So, yeah. It'll be interesting. It will be yeah. interesting. Um, in the 66th minute, uh, Antonio Conte made a couple of subs. Richarlison and Benton Kerr off, Skip and Basuma on. Just two minutes later, Eric Dyer had a free kick, uh, which it was nice to see Eric Dyer take a free kick for once, yeah. I must say. Um, yeah. He put it over the wall, just wide. Uh, 74th mm. minute, um, Hugo Lloris, th this was a save that you were going on about, Gary. Um, oh, Hugo Lloris great. didn't have a lot to do in that no. second half. In the 74th minute, Rick, let's come to you on this one. 74th minute, Hugo Lloris, a fantastic save. And when you think of the scoreline finishing 3-2 in the end, that yeah. was a vital save from our captain. Yeah, and and, and I think it's, uh, uh, it showed you the class of of Hugo. I know there's sometimes that we we can talk about his kicking, or we can talk about yeah. the, the the weaknesses in his game. But yeah, how many great times save. has he how many times has he stood up for us in the Champions League and and done those fingertip type of saves, done those yeah. those, those almost you know, and they end up being pivotal and vital to the the overall score. And the and the points and 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 whether it be in the table or going through, it, yeah, Hugo's unbelievable, man. And yes, he does have his flaws, but what a keeper he is and what a captain. Because the fact that he done that, it, it lifted everybody within the side as well to kind of keep moving forward and 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 to wake yeah. up at times as well. So yeah, big massive kind of clap and well done to Hugo tonight. 
showing again why he's the captain and why he's captain fantastic. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I know this is probably the wrong time to talk about trophies, but I'll tell you what, if Hugo Lloris ends up leaving Spurs without winning a trophy, I just think that that will be dreadful. I really do. I just hope that um, we see Hugo at some point in the next year or two with the trophy at Spurs under contact. Um, yeah. Craig, let's come to you. In the 78th minute, Eric Guy went off, Sanchez come on. In the 85th minute, a double sub, Brian Hill coming uh, on, um, uh, Hoybier going off, Mora coming on, Song going off. Um, nice to see Lucas Mora back because, of course, we haven't seen him for a couple of months. And nice to see Brian Hill get some game time. I know some of you have mentioned already about how lively Brian Hill was. But in that last, what, five, ten minutes, I know it was five minutes of stoppage time, the last 10 minutes of the game, Ryan Hill looked very lively. Yeah, he did. He did. Perhaps in fact he shaved his moustache off. I think he's, he's been better since he lost that. Um, but no, it's really good to see him. <laughs> really, really good to see him come on. He did look lively. He looked, he was, he's actually quite a quick, quick player, isn't he? Um, yeah. And I thought that chance had gone when it, when it, I can't remember who put him through, but uh, it kind of, bounced and spun behind him and he missed his kick and then sort of yeah. fell over or fell over, the, you know, he was tackled. And then obviously that bad back heel by the defender, and he was banging straight on it. So to change direction so fast to get on the ball and then that jinky run. To be honest, it was such a shame that he got fouled or he couldn't yeah. stand his feet, feet and get that. That would have been a great goal, you know. Um, yeah. you, you know, it was just amazing to watch. He did... I'm not comparing him to Messi, but it was kind of, that's the sort of run Messi used to do in his heyday, wasn't it? That little jinking run in and out. And I'm not, before you give me pelvis, I'm not comparing Brian Hill to, to Lionel Messi. But it's, it's that kind of movement. And um, yeah, a bit gutted for him. He actually got brought down. And admittedly, I was probably like everybody else thought, you know, game over, Harry's going to score the penalty. And of course, he missed. But um, yeah. if he's going to miss one, that's the time to miss it, I guess, when we're, mm. well, we were... What was it? Was it three? It was three two, wasn't it? So it's still on a knife edge the game, but it would have put it to bed. But you know, you know, he's going to miss him. He'll be gutted that he missed it because it'd have been one more goal close to Greavesy, wouldn't he? I think he's nine away now. So um, nine away, yeah, nine yeah, away. So so that'd be nice for him. I, it wouldn't it be nice by the end of the year. I don't think it's going to happen because he'd have to go some before the uh, World Cup. But you know, he's he's got two to draw level with Rooney for England and nine to draw level with Greavesy. So. Uh, he's, you know, injury-free, Touchwood, he's going to do both this year, isn't he? So so that, that yep. would be, uh, or this season anyway, so that'd be great. Gary, let's come to you. In the 86th minute, Frankfurt had a long-range shot. Hugo Lloris pushed it past the post. And then uh, in the resulting corner, that's where Frankfurt's second goal came from. Um, a disappointing goal to concede, um, yeah. certainly at that stage of the game just frustrating but I, I, I sense it I can see it happening you know we start defending deep we sit back and it, you just see it time and time again with Tottenham and it's so annoying because the longer the game goes on you don't get that fourth goal because you know as a Tottenham fan you're not relaxed unless you're three or four up you know what I mean are you surprised that we're seeing that under Antonio Conte who demands so much who demands um, that concentration and we, we're conceding the goal in the 87th minute I'm not really, because I just think it's not that easy to get out of the Tottenham mentality. And I think, like we spoke about earlier, um, when we go behind, we tend to say, right, we've gone behind here, lads, we need to go for it. And then we kick on and, you know, we equalise and we go ahead. But then the first thing that we do is sit back. We take our foot off the gas and we sit back. 
And it was probably detrimental them going down to 10 men because I've seen that happen quite a lot. When the, men, when the other team were 10 men, they, they tend to just kind of go for it more. And, and Spurs, you know, they're, they're their own worst enemies. They just sat back too much. And obviously invite the pressure on. And I was not surprised in the slightest when I got the second goal. Because I screamed and shouted to my boy and I said, we're going to concede again. You know, we're sitting back. We're, we're sitting too deep. We haven't got the fourth goal. We're going to concede again. And we did. And then, you know, whether it's just me, but I'm thinking near the end there, we're, we're going to just come away with a draw. You know, and, and thankfully for Larissa, pulled off. Look, there's two ways to look at it, right? At the end of the day, we sat back deep. They got a goal back. Um, it could have ended a draw. Larissa did a couple of great saves. But ultimately, we could have still got two or three goals in them last five minutes. You know, th- this is the problem. It's very, very frustrating watching Tottenham. And then that game ends, right? And I, I, I look at that game and I think, right, I'm coming on Chris's show. Am I happy? Yes, I'm happy. We've got the three points. Am I ha- happy with the por- performance? Most of it, but not all of it. Am <laughs> I happy that we've conceded right near the end and nearly just walked away with a draw? No, I'm not. You know, and, and I just want sometimes Tottenham to just make it easy. And it's just frustrating the, the, when you can see the goal late on, you know, it's difficult. The thing is, though, Gary, under Antonio Conte, and there was a comment a minute ago um, saying yeah. about we've, we've lost two games this season so far. And yeah. some people in like the last week or so are, are saying, oh, we want, we want Conte out, which is that's ridiculous. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, Conte is the best thing to happen to yeah. Spurs in a very, very long time. And, you know, we've got a world-class manager. 100%. Um, you know, we are a very hard team to beat at the moment. We, we are, Chris. And, you know, God, I mean, we've been doing this show for years now. And I always said, the man that we need in, the only guy we can get is Conte. You know, someone like Graham Potter or, you know, even bringing Potts back. It wasn't for Tottenham. We needed Conte to try and get this winning mentality and get this into these players. This is the man for the job. But it's yeah. not going to be easy. And there are still cracks with Tottenham. And we saw it again tonight. You know, and look, I felt we was really good against Brighton as well. And we could have, again, won that game 2 or 3-0. But again, we're holding on at 1-0. So, that you know, but Rome wasn't built in a day. It's going to take time, Chris. And like you said, we've only lost a couple of times this season. It's not the end of the world, you know. And, and, and ultimately, tomorrow comes and you look at it and you think, we've got three points. We're top of the group. The other um, results were quite favourable for us. So... We're in a good place. So, did I hear you right, Craig? If we win our next game, are we then through the group? If we, we, we are, team? we are, and I think if Frankfurt beat uh, Marseille, we are also yeah. guaranteed to finish top. I think that's right. Right. Yes, um, I see that seven point six. So, but basically, we win our next game, and then we're 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 out of the group. Yeah. We're, we're in the next round. Yeah, we're in the round of sixteen. Yeah. So, so look, so, but, we done. We've done yeah. what needs to be done tonight, you know. Um, let's just get it done in the next game. And, and ultimately, it doesn't really matter if we conceded late. Tonight, it matters a bit because you're worried and, and you're nervous the last five minutes. But ultimately, Chris, and, and like all you guys will agree, it's it's just a result, isn't it, at the end of the day, you know. We, we want I think, points. I think, I think what you can credit Conte with massively, and there's no denying this, the game against Brighton, for example, yeah. in in in... Years and seasons gone by, we would have either drawn or even lost that. Yeah, then lots of games like that. That has yeah. happened a few times, hasn't it? Where we've been yeah. on here, and I've said it myself. You know, we're, that we're going to get caught out eventually. We're going to get found out. But when yeah. you look at the bigger picture, yeah. we've won the game. We've got points out of the game. Whereas before, 
Yeah. You know, in seasons gone by, and we've all been there, and we all know what Spurs were like. We had a soft yeah. underbelly, and I think it's, it is a gradual thing. You cannot do that overnight. And it's no. instilling, you know, Conte is the person who instilled the belief in these players. And we, we have got yeah. to give him a bit of time and a few transfer windows to get that. Think- and it is, you're, you're going to get frustrating games and yeah. you're going to get frustrating runs. But if there is one person that has been there, done it and can do it for us, it's Conte. Because if he can't, who can? No. But you're right, Craig, what you said, because, you know, I'll be honest here, cards on the table... Against Brian, I said to Chris as well, I didn't fancy us in that game. I thought we were going to lose that game. And then fast forward to tonight, I thought we'd comfortably win this 3-0. I was wrong on both counts, but it's still good that I was wrong because we still won both games. And yeah. that's the problem with Tottenham Hotspur. You don't know what you're going to get with Tottenham. You, you don't know really hand on heart if they're going to go to Brighton away and win or whether they're going to comfortably win at home. You really don't know. And, and I think as good as Conte is and as good as our team is because... You know, let's be honest about it. Our team is a pretty good team. Um, but you just don't know what you're going to get. You know pretty much what you're going to get with Man City and teams like that. But with Tottenham, you know, it's still you're still a little bit unsure going <coughs> to each game, aren't you? You know? You'd like to think that being at home would make the games a lot easier and, and more comfortable with the home fans. But not necessarily. And tonight was a perfect example of that where in the end we could have maybe drawn that game I don't think we ever would have lost it um, but it could have ended up a draw which would have been really frustrating for all of us could you imagine we're sitting on this tonight and and yeah. you know we conceded again and it was a draw we'd have been pretty um, wound up uh, you know what it, it reminds me of West Ham under Mourinho when we was winning 3-1 oh. we brought on a couple of subs and then they ended up you know pulling it back to 3-3 do you remember that? Yeah yeah we were free, so, we were free up do, do, with like eight do, do you know what, it, it's so weird how you should mention that game because when they were on the edge of the box and it was 3-2 and one yeah. of our players, I think it was Brian Hill actually who, who didn't quite clear it properly no, and Winks, when, Harry Winks when it, it was no, uh, today I mean when it when oh, it went sorry. out. One I of the you meant the, um, yeah, he was just about to hit it, and, and that's exactly what I thought. I thought, oh my god, it, the, the, please don't let this be another mm. West Ham moment. Where of yeah. course you just mentioned that was so, horrible. So, 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 so you got to look at the difference between how far we've come from that West Ham result to where we yeah. are tonight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, it was scary, but we got over the line. 100%. I think I think what's been a a, um, a reoccurring problem for us is the second team, right? So any time that we've switched out and gone into the second team, there has been a dip in level. There has been a dip in performance. There has been a dip with this team. And yeah. you saw it even when Conte came in and we were playing in the Conference League and we, we, we was going away to teams and he was changing it up. Nuno changed it up. And you couldn't rely on the second team whatsoever. So the fact that they've gone to work not only in January with Bentenko and Kulazewski, but they've gone to work and brought in yeah. six, six new recruits this year. They're trying to change up this second squad. They're trying to change up the squad as a whole. But to bring in um, um, second teamers to kind of either let somebody get some rest or give them a start and let them start bleeding into I the think- team. That's where the work has come. And little bit by little bit, Craig, uh, uh, Gaz, little bit by little bit, we're getting yeah. there. You can see even tonight when he brought on the sub, but I think, there I think was that... I think you're right, Ricky, because something you've just reminded me of, which, which I didn't even think about. We, we've still won that game, but we've done that about Kuliszewski, you know? And, and I think yeah. You, yeah. you have to, we have to actually, because I didn't actually think about that, you know? Obviously, I know he's injured. I think he's back for the Everton game, I said. But you have to sometimes take a step back and think to yourself, Kuliszewski has been pinnacle for us this season. He's been a really good player in that midfield. 
And yeah. we still pretty much controlled most of that game and still won that game. And then boys won Europa League. They're no pushover, you know. And we've done yeah. that game tonight without Kudzeski. So I think, you know what? It, I think you're right, actually. I think the more we do these shows and stuff, it makes you reflect and, and then things come into your mind and you think about things. And now I'm looking at it and I'm actually don't feel as disappointed as what I did when the game first ended. Because I'm thinking yeah. to myself now, those guys won Europa League and Kulizeski sitting on the bench. That's a big change. It's a big, big difference. You know what I mean? We, 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 have, we, we have grown. You, know, you, you can see yeah, there's you're been right. changes. You're right. We and have. and they're, they're little baby steps, but you can see little bit by little yeah. bit we're getting there. Yeah. yeah, and West West Ham is a is a perfect example to throw out there because I don't know about you guys, but that was a very very painful oh, one for me. Sick, that, sick. That yeah. that was one of the worst ones for me. I mean that that hurt me more than losing the North London derby this season. Honestly, it really did. That West Ham one, and and that was and we still got a point out of it, but it was just it was horrendous. I think it was three goals in eight minutes, wasn't it? Oh. It's amazing how that game. Oof. Funny, Chris should mention that, but oh. it mirrored it mirrored. Kane missing the penalty mirrored Gareth Bale going through and just, you know, yeah. when he had the goal, goal at his mercy and then yeah. Lanzini waxing that. He'll never score another goal like that. No, so very, absolute very rocket. Strange. And Harry Winks, he could have just cleared it. It just, oh, <laughs> it haunts well, me. Just, just, before was... we go to, just before we go to Craig with this question on screen, um, Rick, let's come to you. Um, before I talk about a little bit about um, Brian Hill, because uh, I thought it was a great performance from him, you know, just the few minutes that he was on the pitch. Do you yep. think Antonio Conte will trust him to have any Premier League minutes in the near future? And when was the last time you saw Harry Kane miss a penalty? I, I, can't, I can't remember Kane missing a penalty. Apart from tonight, it's just it's just automatic, you know. Even you know, my dad never watches penalties, right? Regardless, Harry Kane or whoever, he doesn't watch it. He's got to go out the room. He thinks it's yeah. bad luck or whatever. So he'll always walk out, and I'm always the one watching. And with Harry, it's like it's not even like I just believe he's always going to score. So it yeah. was more of a shock that he actually skied it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. again. But again, I think I think for someone like Harry, who is an analyst, who is a perfectionist, who who does work hard on and off the training pitch to improve his game and get to those next levels, it's a great little kind of. But oh, we still got work to do. It's a little slap. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we still got work. We, mm. we can't take our eye off the ball. And not not that I'm saying he did or or or, or has, but it, 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 it that will spur him on even more so to kind of not make that mistake again and to, you know, like to, to, to kind of be the ultimate professional that he can be. So I, I think even though it was a negative during the game, I think it will end up yeah. being a positive for someone like Harry Kane. And yeah, for Hill, and, yeah, and, and, and on Brian Hill, um, I hope he gets a few more minutes. I think if we're looking for people that create problems, you know, Richarlison, one of his biggest uh, selling points was that he creates chaos and he creates problems and he's, He's nasty to play against. And, and we know that when we've played Everton and he's played against us. We, we know how tricky and how, how naughty he can be with, within the game. And if you look at what uh, Brian Hill done tonight, and I know it's only 10 minutes and I'm not going to get carried away. I know it was just a highlight, but you could see that not only does he have speed, but he's got, a, he's got fantastic dribbling ability. If he can yeah. put on the weight and put on the physicality like someone like Lucas can, who's the similar height to him, do you know what I mean? If he can bulk himself up so where he can hold people off the ball when he's 
trying to just get pushed off a bit, he could be phenomenal. And I think that that showing tonight is only a positive for someone like Conte because he knows in, in, an, in another game, if he needs to create chaos in that box, he can put uh, Brian Hill on and he, he can make something happen. I think he was unlucky not to score tonight as well for that Harry Kane cross not to find him. And then I know he was through, uh, oh, for the penalty as well, he was through. And if that guy didn't clip him, like leave his legs stranded, I think he would have put that away. And that would have been yeah. a beautiful goal that we were talking about tonight. So yeah. I, I think there's loads more to come from him. And I, and I I think it's a good thing that he's at Tottenham Hotspur. But even if he goes out on loan next year, I think it's a great, it's great for him to be at Tottenham Hotspur training ground under Conte, under the, the, the demands and eating that steak and, and working out with Lucas, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of getting his body strength up. I think it's only going to be good things for us in the future. So, yeah, I hope he gets a few more minutes. Um, I, I think he's done well to in front of Conte to kind of go, look, you can trust me. I can make things happen. And um, if we're in trouble, you can turn to me. Do you know what I mean? And I think that was great. It was very encouraging for him as well. I think he will go leaps and bounds with, with that 10-minute performance tonight as well. It only seems right to give Craig this question. Uh, <laughs> Kev, uh, Kev writes on the screen now. What does Antonio Conte see in Emerson Royale that we're not doing? What do you reckon, Craig? It, well, in, in, in all seriousness, it's, it's got to be something in training. And he, yeah. Antonio Conte must, must feel that of the three right wing-backs that we've got, that Emerson Royale is probably the fittest, and I'm not going to deny that. I, I haven't seen enough of Jed Spence to, to know if he's fit or not, but obviously Doherty's had the injury. So he, he primarily wants them to defend. I think it's safe to say Conte's more of a pragmatic manager, isn't he? So uh, he probably sees Emerson as the best defender out of the three. I'm not going to deny that. I think he probably is. Mm. But... As Spurs fans, we want to see the wing part. I've said before that that's the part that matters to us more than the defensive part. Whereas Conte probably sees it the other way around. So, yeah. in answer to Kev's question, he probably sees Emerson as the best defender of the three. Um, perhaps he's waiting for other elements of the team to either come up to a certain standard or get all his all the players he wants in certain positions before he tries somebody like a Spence. I, I don't know, but it must be purely down to what he sees in training, <laughs> fitness, take, taking on board what he wants him to learn. Um, because probably, you know, if you ask Conte and he said, you, you had him one-to-one off the record, is Emerson your ideal right wing back? And he surely would have to say no. You know? But, he sees him as the best fit for his team. And as much as most of us probably hate it, to admit it, you know, we've, we've just got to trust what Conte sees and does. And for the natural course of games, um, I, th- I still think, and I'll say it again, I think, I think Spence will get his chance and he'll take it. Um, but it's just a waiting game for him. Yeah. Get off his back, Craig, man. You're always on Royal's back. Oh, <laughs> no. I thought, I, thought I, I thought I gave a quite a yeah was, structured was a very answer good there. answer that was mate very I thought good I thought indeed. it was going well until there was a but but no yeah. I, yeah. Well, wait wait until the show's over and then Craig WhatsApps me the real answer <laughs> the real answer no that no would be oh, very I, different. <laughs> <laughs> 
in, in fairness, Craig used to get on the back of Harry Wink, and now you know the, the new guy is Emerson Royale, isn't it? Yeah, Craig? it's got to be someone. Yeah, but be someone. I, what I would I'd caveat that with. I always did say I, I was actually in a way sad to see Harry Winks go because he is a Tottenham boy. I always respect the fact yeah. that Harry Winks came through the academy, been yeah. there since he was five, lives and breathes and d- would die for the club. And you cannot deny that about Harry Winks. He wanted no. to succeed at Spurs. Yeah, it be must back. have been tough for him. And he will be back. He will be back. Um, oh, God. But, <laughs> you know, you know I, I, don't, I don't hate anyone. It's just... It's all about opinions, isn't it? And we all get frustrated yeah. with players that we don't, you know, that we want to see other players. And that's, that is all it is. And that, that's why football's so great. It's all about opinions. And, yeah. you know, it, we can all agree to disagree. But um, no, yeah. Emerson Royale is not the best right wing back for me, but he might be somebody else's dream right wing back. So that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, let's uh, let's have a look at the um, Champions League table, Group D. Tottenham are top, as I said earlier. We've now played mm. four. We've won two. We've drawn one. We've lost one. We've got a goal difference of plus one. We have seven points. Marseille and Sporting are in second and third places, respectively. Six points from four games. Frankfurt are bottom of the table, just four points from four games. Um, the other result in Group D today, uh, Sporting nil, Marseille two. We've got two games left in the group stage on the 26th of October. Uh, just in two weeks' time, we play Sporting at home at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And then in three weeks' time, on Tuesday, the 1st of November, we play Marseille away. Um, now, what you've seen so far in the group stage, Gary, do you think that Spurs will win the group and uh, and go through to the next stage? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think we will. Um, definitely the next game, we'll get a win. And I, I think... The Marseille one, and we're not going to lose it. Um, I think that will probably be a win as well. So I do think we'll we'll win the group and go through. I think it was very very important we won tonight, um, which we did finally, yeah. thankfully. But I, I do think we'll win the group and, and we'll go through. I mean, look, Tottenham never make it easy. I mean, God, the time we got to the Champions League final, remember that group and stuff. So you know, it's never ever a walk in the park with Tottenham. But I think we'll win the group and uh, yeah, we'll go through. So I'm confident. Ricky, are you confident that Spurs will now win the group and go through to the next stage? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. It's what I was saying about a good loss when we when we lost against Sporting. I think it came at the right time. You know, if it, if there was going to be a loss, I think it came at the right time to wake everybody up, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, you've seen a, a little glimpse of, of the Tottenham we know and love tonight and I think we're only going to get stronger we're, 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 you know those baby steps we're building we're building we're building we're building even from last Frankfurt game to tonight we're building we're building we're building so uh, I agree with Gary that next week I think we'll um, go at Sporting even though Sporting are they, they are dangerous because they're quick and they're technical and they play without fear even though they got yeah. done tonight do you know what I mean they, they could cause a problem but so it's not to underestimate them but we've got to go no. out there with, with that same mentality that we had tonight you know, to kind of, kind of show everybody what we're about, dominate, t- take the game away from them, bring on the subs, win the game and keep it moving, win that group and keep it moving, you know? Um, so, yeah, totally agree, uh, agree with, with Gaz there. We'll, we'll win the next two and top this group and we'll be on to the knockouts. Ho- hopefully we can, we, can, we can rest a couple of get, uh, players um, against Marseille even. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. So that's why, that's why it's even more important that we do win our home game. Uh, next yeah. 
Craig, do you agree with Ricky that we'll win yeah, our two totally. remaining games? Um, I think I, I certainly think we'll win next week, and then you know, as I say, if, if Frankfurt um, beat Marseille, then we're guaranteed to finish top. So the game against Marseille is kind of, um, you know, it's a free hit essentially, isn't it? So he could even choose to rest players and, and, and try a few things there. So that that wouldn't that be great? That would be fantastic. Yeah, to be able nice. To do that. And, and rest the likes of Harry Kane. Well, I would say about Sporting, I think I'm right in saying this, they've had a man sent off in their last two Champions League games. So uh, I don't know who those players were uh, and how important it is to their setup, but uh, it'd be interesting to see who that was. But, um, uh, I, you know, Conte's going to know all of this. Of course he is and, and will want to yeah. hopefully hit the ground running from the first from the, from the first whistle and, and get that game won. That would be great to, to, to get that without having to go to Marseille and get something because that would be, you know, it's not going to be an easy place to go, is it? No, um, no. So, so, but yeah, there's no reason we can't do it. No reason we can't do it. You know, we've done it before. And, yeah, we'll uh, do it. We will I, do it. I, I always thought if we can still be in this competition after Christmas, then you've got a chance, you know, you're down there at 16, luck of the draw. And of course you want to finish first to you know, perhaps finish first in the group, you draw the second in another group. So, you, in theory, you get a, 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 yeah, should get an easier draw. But uh, obviously, we know it doesn't always work like that. But, um, no. but, but yeah, yeah, we, we've got all the tools in the toolbox to, to get that job done next next week. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully we will do it. The toolbox is back. Um, <laughs> that's your line, Rick. The triangle. I, I never forget that. Rubbing off. Now, earlier today, Tottenham um, Hotspur under 19s were in action in the, in the UEFA Youth League. We were 2 0 up. Alfie Devine scoring in the 10th minute and the 38th minute. And then um, an eight minute spell in the second half. Frankfurt scored three goals. Uh, the third goal was an absolute weldy. Uh, if you didn't see it, uh, do check out the highlights on YouTube. Um, and also, um, before the Everton game on Saturday, uh, an event is taking place at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium organised by Spurs Reach. It's called Black and Lily White, a celebration of Spurs Black History, a unique event for uh, Black History Month. Spurs Reach have confirmed the following guests, Led King, uh, who, of course, uh, celebrates his 42nd birthday today. And, of course, he's the last person to lift a trophy as Spurs captain back in 2008. Rebecca Walker is also uh, a guest. Chris Powell, AJ Tracy, and the event is hosted by Troy Townsend. Um, I'll be there. Really looking forward to it. And if you'd like any more information about this, please do follow Spurs Reach on social media. Now, let's talk about the Everton game, which, of course, is at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Saturday. Um, Ricky, let's start with you. Um, how are you feeling ahead of this Everton game in the Premier League on Saturday evening? All right, I will answer this question, Chris. But can I ask you a question before we move on from the Champions League? Because I always like to ask you this question. <coughs> what, what was it like in the stadium, bro? Like, with all the flags and the tributes and, like, I, just the energy and the noise, you know? Like, obviously, I could hear it at home. But, again, what was it like in the stadium tonight? It's, um, I think it was very similar to the uh, Brighton away game, to be honest, Rick. This, this last week or so... Um, has been very emotional. I think that sometimes, um, you know, that it has been quiet uh, when fans need to be quiet and, 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 and take it all in. Um, but ultimately, I think these last 
couple of weeks, um, you know, ever since that Arsenal defeat, we have grinded out the results. And, and I, I think that is fantastic. But um, as you guys have already said, um, John Perro Ventroni, um, you know, to have his stopwatch and to have his jacket on the chair um, at the Tottenham yeah. Hotspur Stadium tonight. And of course, J- John Duncan uh, passing away as well. Um, and a little bit, a little story on John Duncan. I actually met him um, whilst I was doing one of the stadium updates um, around the new ground. I actually met John Duncan and I actually stood with him for 10, 15 minutes chatting about Tottenham. And um, what a lovely, lovely guy um, he wow. was. Um, and, you know, it's been a very, very sad week. So it's been an emotional week um, yeah. as well. And, and of course, you, you mentioned it on the show um, as well last week, um, with me doing the marathon as well, ever since I've done that, I've felt emotionally drained. So it, yeah. it just feels like a real, re- real like an emotional week. But Antonio Conte has, has got this group of players. And I think that is when we've seen, you know, some players be, be real leaders as well. Because Conte <coughs> even said, like, I left some of the players to it. And the players have had to step up and, and grind these results out. So yeah. I agree with what Gary said before. Um, you know, there's, there there are some times where you think that we would have lost, you know, these games. But we haven't. Yeah. We beat Brighton and we won tonight, which has, has been, you know, two good results. Um, and, I, and I still stand by what I've said before. When we get out of first gear, I will feel very excited because we are grinding these results out. Um, you know, we're winning. Uh, we're winning matches. We're putting points on the board. It looks like we're going to go and progress to the next stage of the Champions League. We're third yeah. in the Premier League table at the moment. You know, yeah. things are looking up. And if Antonio Conte, and I say this a lot of the times on my Tottenham news videos, if Antonio Conte is backed in the next couple of windows, then exciting times ahead. And as I yeah. keep saying about trophies, you know, some of these players and us fans, definitely us fans, need success. And I, I believe that Antonio Conte will deliver that. Um, yeah. Rick, back to you. All right. Okay. Thank you, Chris. I always like to know what it's like in the stadium, bro, when I can't be there. You know, it's different watching it at home and being there. So I always like to ask. But yes, yeah. Everton. Um, Everton, it's going to be a tough game. Um, I think every game in the Premiership is right now. Uh, everyone's got something to fight for. And Everton don't want a repeat of last season either. They've been picking up points a little bit by a little bit. Um, like we're seeing there, they've won two, drawn four, lost three um, in their nine games so far. So it's 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 going to be uh, a bit of a different side. I think Onana and uh, Idris Gay coming in has, solid, has made them a little bit more solid in the midfield. Um, they, they're without Anthony Gordon this, this week because he's got a suspension. So I don't know, they might have Damari Gray up front, but you know, they've, they've been gaining confidence a little bit by a little bit. <clears throat> but again, it's not about them, Chris. It's about us. It's always, it's, don't worry about them. Let them worry about us. And it's how we turn up. It's how we arrive. It's, it's what we, you know, how they recover from tonight and what they can put in, what energy they've got left in those tanks to put in for, for the game on Saturday, you know. Um, so um, I, I see us winning. I'm, I'm going to give us... Oh, is it prediction time? I won't do prediction. Is it prediction time, Chris? Not yet. Not yet. All right, I'll hold it. I'll hold it. I'll hold it. I, I'll see us winning. I'll see it be a, a bit of a battle of the game. But as long as we kind of learn the lessons that we have been week on week, we start the game well. We start the game at pace. <coughs> we, we, we use the pass back as an option and not a solution. Um, and we use that patient uh, passing possession play 
we, we use it when we need to use it. That ain't the default setting. We need to be in and we need to be going through the gears as quickly as we can and winning that game, you know, putting it to bed as quickly as we can. And then, like tonight, we can start to worry about the next game in this crazy schedule. So, yeah, I see us turning back up. I see us going at them and I see us coming away with a big three points. Craig, let's come to you um, because Everton didn't start very well. Uh, they lost to Chelsea, they lost to Aston Villa, followed by four draws against Nottingham Forest, Brentford, Leeds and Liverpool. Uh, then they won against West Ham and Southampton and then in their most recent game, losing 2-1 at Goodison to Manchester United. How do you see this game going? Because, of course, last season um, it was an absolute thrashing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the Spurs fans were singing to Frank Lampard, you're getting sacked in the morning and we put five past them, beating them 5-0. Do you think it's going to be similar scoreline again? I would love it to be 5-0 again, uh, but I don't think it's going to be 5-0 again. Um, Lamp- Lampard loved beating us when he was at Chelsea and uh, that obviously hasn't changed now he's the manager. So uh, I think it's going to be a tighter game. Um, I agree with Ricky, though. I, th- I think we will have enough to get over the line. Um, uh, look, Everton have picked up some good results lately and started picking up points, getting a bit of momentum, but... You know, on paper, we should be steamrolling, really, uh, and we should win that game easily. So, you know, and if we've got any aspirations of finishing this high of the Premier League as we want to, then we, we should be beating with respect to Everton. Um, we should be beating teams like Everton. So, really, no excuses. And the fact we're at home as well. You know, it's it's um, it's a game. It's a, I know they're all must-win games, but it is, it is a game. You know, you know, we've said before, Chris, about when you go into games and I'm, I'm expecting Tottenham to win that game whereas you might go into a Man City and mm-hmm. you know you, you might be hoping for a draw this is one of those games where I expect Tottenham to win because Everton will come at you they're not going to be sitting deep all the time and so that will hopefully give us a bit of um, uh, bit of opportunities to press higher up the pitch and um, yeah we'll obviously still play play our um, um on the break sort of thing like we normally do. But I think that Everton will give you chances to get in behind them and not just on the counter-attack, you know. So I think we've just got to go for it. But I think we uh, we will we will get the win Saturday. Craig, it looks like uh, Dian Kulusevski will be back. Uh, will he walk straight into the uh, starting eleven, or will he be on the sub-bench, do you think? I think he'll start. I think he'll start Song, Kane and Kulusevski, regardless of what the situation with we with uh, Richarlison's injury, I think uh, Decky comes straight back into that front three, to be honest. Um, he's had a rest almost, isn't he? It's a false rest, but um, he should be sharp. I think he wanted to play tonight, but I think Conte said he wanted, he was 95%, but he's going to be at 100% for the weekend. So, yeah, it sounds like, sounds like he's going to be ready and I think he'll come straight back in. Gary, let's come to you on the uh, on the same question about the Everton game. Um, and, of course, we haven't mentioned about the formation. Um, what are you a fan of, uh, mostly? A 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3? I quite like 3-4-3. Um, but, you know, I hear so many different opinions of this. And I think it's like what Conte said. You know, everyone's got their favourite position, stuff like that. But you have to bear in mind that he has to rotate that. You can't play the same position all the time. And it can depend on injuries, plays in and out, and who you're playing. But for me, I like a 3-4-3. That works well with me. Um, I'm quite happy when I see that. But at the same time, look, if Conte wants to change that system and mix it up, as long as we're getting the points, Chris, I'm happy. 
But if yeah. you ask me my opinion, I quite like when we play a three-four-three. In regards to Everton on Saturday, um, I'm really confident about this game. I'm actually really looking forward to this one a lot more than I was Brighton. Um, and I think it'll be a comfortable win for us. I think um, Son's obviously on great form now. He'll be bouncing from that game there. Uh, same as Harry Kane. Missing that penalty is just going to motivate him even more to score some more goals. Like you said, he's got the uh, Rooney and Greasy not far away. And Kudelski coming back in the team. You know, for, for me, he's been the best signing for Tottenham. I know there's talks of making it permanent now and stuff. Um, again, that will just motivate him. You know, and he starts on Saturday, no, no doubt about it. And we get, a, we get a really, really good result. I can't see anything else. So, Gary, Faz writes on the screen now. Do you agree that we're in a golden era of Antonio Conte and Fabio Prestri? Well, I think we are because, you know, if you go right back to the beginning, Chris, I, you know, we was having all this stuff with Mourinho and Nuno and talk about Potts coming back. I think the only man we could get in and the only road we could go down was, was Antonio Conte. So, and, you know, it, it has to work with him. You know, it has to work with him. And, and you can't really argue with anything at the moment. I mean, let's just take ourselves back to, you know, we did get top four. And we are in Champions League football. That is massive. And I think, you know, it, it's funny because, again, I'll mention like this show tonight. It makes you forget about that. I'm frustrated with the performance tonight, but it's nice that we're in the Champions League to have those performances. <laughs> you know, we're not playing tomorrow night like so many other small clubs. Well, you know, of all the people... Gary, of all the people to get on the, the show tonight, um, you know, you and I travelled uh, to... The Europa Conference League games away yeah. last season. Yeah. Now we're playing the Champions League. Now, what, what, you know, tell people what yeah. a difference it is. Well, Chris, I mean, it was this time last year because it's coming up to my birthday, and I'll never forget last year because that Neither trip to I. Amsterdam, you know, <laughs> that that trip to, trip to Amsterdam was, um, you know, apart from the company, company was great, but it was absolutely horrendous. The team, the management, the way we set up. And you know, Ren... can, 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 I, can I just say, Gary absolutely moaned about everything. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. everything. I did. He moaned. Did. He moaned nonstop about yeah. everything. Right. I was even, so angry. Even so, right, that we we actually got lost going back to our hotel. We ended the up bridge. in someone else's. The, we the ended up in someone else's hotel trying to get um trying to get instructions of how to get to our hotel. <laughs> yeah. The woman felt sorry for him so much, went out the back and brought him out some chocolate just to shut yeah. him up. But what was great about that is what was great about that is because um we was looking for this bridge that didn't exist, so we couldn't get over the river to our hotel. And then she came out and she goes, Oh, I'm so sorry, we don't have any beer or alcohol, we only have chocolate. And I was like, That's great, I don't drink. So that actually <laughs> it made my night. But that was, without doubt, a very, very scarring um, memory. It's, you know, it's nearly a year to the day. And I was talking about earlier with Victoria. I mean, the Ren one, France, was, was slightly different. But I want to touch on that just to give people an idea of the difference between Europa Conference and Champions League. Because in order for us to get to that Ren Stadium, Chris, how difficult was that journey? How long did we have to stay away? I know you had... You had little that naps, a, and I was eating your sweets while you were having naps. That was a twenty. That was a twenty-five hour round trip. Uh, yeah. Wait. Um, yeah. Four, four, four a.m. We left. Five a.m. We got back. Uh, with, with with Gary as loud as he is on this podcast. Yeah. 
yeah. for 25 hours solid. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I was sat in the passenger seat. And, you know, one time I actually put my head back, shut my eyes, and Gary and, and then Gary shouted something. And I, yeah. no, and Gary, I drove. How many hours of driving did I do on that? I a mean, lot. That was, a lot. It must have been 12, 13 hours drive. You're talking on the yeah. other side of the road. You, and how many toll roads were there, Chris? A lot. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say and, very and, quickly, Chris, how funny was it? <laughs> I was so tired, right? And you had to pull up to the toll road. Of course, obviously... In this country, it's on the driver's side. On that country, it's on the passenger side. And every toll road I went past, there must have been about 50. I was getting further and further away. We were getting more and more tired. And Chris, Chris went to lean out and he goes, can you fucking park any further away? And I went, we were so tired and stressed out. We, and then we just burst out laughing. But what, what a difference between Thursday nights in Europa Conference and then watching a Champions League game on a Wednesday night. Very, yep. very different, isn't it? Hey, amazing. I, I, I Let's not forget that. <laughs> apologies to you all because we've, we've overran on this show. We've been filming now for an hour and 45. I just want to get your thoughts, just before yeah. we get score predictions for the Everton game, just want to get your thoughts very, very quickly on the rumours that Spurs are in talks with Google about yeah. naming rights. Ricky, let's start with you. How, how would you feel about if from next season... Um, we don't know this. It's all rumours at the moment um, that if if our stadium was called the Google Stadium or the Google Arena, how would that make you feel? Listen, if it benefits the team and it puts us in a better position, not only financially but in in, in the structure of the world, then fantastic. These the naming rights deals, we've we've made this stadium so that we can get things like this. And we need other revenues to come in so that we can put even more into the team. And whether that's buying a new retractable pitch or buying a new player and, and being able to put money towards that, just having those extra revenue streams would be fantastic. So if Google want to come in and we're the Google Arena or whatever the case may be, then fantastic. Cool. I'm down with it. I'm with it. We've been waiting for a long time for these naming rights to happen. You know, the stadium's been open a, a while now and they've been mm. looking for the right deal. So if this is the right deal and this was the one to wait for, then I'm a happy guy. Let's go get it and let's keep growing as a club. Absolutely. Craig, what about you? Yeah, I, th I think I messaged you the way, didn't I? And I, I said I thought the Chrome Arena would sound better than the Google Arena, but the one, the one that does it for me, I think Alphabet owned Google or something. The Alphabet Stadium just doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it for me. Yeah. So I, I hope it's not that. I mean, but I, I totally agree, Ricky. You know, this is all about. You know, I love the name White Hart Lane. I think we all do. But you know, this is the way things are going. You know, you've got a stadium. You know. East, it used to be Eastlands, didn't it, when it first opened? Now it's the Etihad. I won't even mention that mob down the road, but there's plenty of other stadiums around the world that are sponsored by companies. I mean, you know, yeah. Bayer Leverkusen, the actual team sponsored by a, a company, obviously Bayer is the pharmaceutical company. So, you know, it's the way it's going. And if it brings in a lot, and it sounds like a hell of a lot of money, a season, um, you know, 10, 20-year deal or whatever it is, it can only be good for the club, you know, so so I'm, I'm all for it. But I think, they, they, wouldn't it be nice in a way if they put out, look, we've got this deal with Google or Amazon or FedEx, whoever it is, but we want, these are the names we've got to have in the, the, the stadium name and they put it out to the fans for a vote. I don't know whether they would do that, but that would be nice if, they, if the fans got some form of say in it. That's mm. what I'd like to see. 
I, I think if Google are paying that amount of money, then they're going to want to choose the name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I mean? Absolutely, yeah. But the Google Stadium, I mean, will we get used to it over time? Possibly. But, you know, I could think of better names. But, hey-ho, it's all money in it. What about you, Gary? I just think we'll just call it the Tottenham Stadium anyway. The, you know, most of the fans I talk to, they call it the Tottenham Stadium or White Hart Lane. So yeah. it doesn't really, it's not really going to make a difference to us, is it, at the end of the day? Do you know what I mean? Um, you're, selling it it to, called... you're really selling it to Google then, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, you know, if we if we start winning trophies, I'm quite happy to call it Google Stadium. You know, if we get a few trophies in the stadium, at least people can Google us on Google and see the trophy in our stadium. Yeah, but can, can you imagine, can you imagine the ribbon? Oh, I'll just search up on Google where Tottenham's trophy cabinet is or something like that. <laughs> I, I'd love it if Gary was working for Tottenham like he's trying to sell you, that to the... Does that mean that Danny Rose is gonna go back and start Googling players yeah. with Google? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh look, I don't care. To me it's always gonna be White Hart Lane at Tottenham Stadium, so it's, it doesn't make a difference to me. Let's get on to the final question. Um, prediction for the Everton game. I'm going to start us off. I'm going to go for a 3-1 Spurs win. Sonny to get a brace and Harry Kane to get the other one. Rick, what are you going for? You know what? I I, I was with you until we started talking about Everton. And then I just realized, I, I had a feeling that Sonny will get one. Kane will get two. Decky will get one. And then Richarlison comes on for one more. 5-0. Five 5-0, nil. Five, nil, five one. That's where I'm going. We're, we're going to wow. repeat it. We're, we're, we're going to repeat mm. it. I know I said they were looking a bit more solid, but, you know, this is Tottenham. Come on. Let's go for it. Four or five nil. Let's have it. <laughs> wow. I didn't, I didn't expect that. Craig, what are you going for? I think um, I think we'll keep a clean sheet, but I think it'll be a 2 nil victory. I think, I think we'll... Um, I don't know who's going to score. I'm going to say Kulishevsky, actually. Get one. And... Uh, Eric Dyer with a header. There you go. <laughs> we hope, yeah, we hope. Um, and, and disappointingly for you, Craig, Emerson Royale will not be playing suspended. <laughs> shucks. Gary? Oh, shucks. Um, Gary, what's no, I'm, I'm really confident about this game. So I, I think it's going to be, I always think Tottenham are going to concede because, you know, we, we, we are, we're still not great from corners and set pieces. But in this particular game, I don't think they have enough up front or in midfield, Everton. I'm not worried about them. So I, I think it, I'm toyed between three or four nil, but let's let's finish it on a positive and I'll go four nil. And in that, I do think Son, Kane and Kuzeski, um are all going to score 100%. So I'll go for a four nil. I think it'll be a comfortable win for us and it'll be a very, very good performance, I think, definitely. Yeah, what I forgot to mention is uh, their key player, Anthony Gordon, is actually out because he's picked up five yellow cards. So he's actually yeah. suspended for this game, which is a big, even big better. loss for them. Yeah, yeah um, even better. Anyway, all, all four of us have gone for a win. So hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we will carry on winning at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, Ricky, yeah. thanks so much for joining us this evening. It's an absolute pleasure having you on again. And tell everyone what, uh, what are you up to at the moment? I can't, I can't say a word right now, bro. I can't say a word about anything until it's signed, sealed and delivered and then I can say everything. But um, yeah, something cooking. Busy. There's a couple things cooking, but we've got to wait to see which one cooks first. There's a couple <laughs> things cooking. But um, I will let you know when I can let you know. But you guys know always where to find me. On Twitter, you can find me at, at Ricky J Norwood. <laughs> On Insta, you can find me at official Ricky Norwood. 
and um, and, and majority of the time on, on the Chris Cowling Talk Spurs show as well. You, you can find me here as well. So always an honour and a pleasure to be on, Chris. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the next one. Thank you, Ricky. Pleasure talking to you again. And uh, Craig, an absolute pleasure talking to you again and having you on. Tell everyone what you're up to at the moment. Um, not much, really. Uh, <laughs> just just coming coming on here watching Tottenham. No, it, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to come on. And um, you know, t- uh, what's the time now? Twenty five past midnight. So everybody who's yeah. still with us and still watching, thank you so much for uh, listening to four guys talking about Tottenham. And uh, if you don't already follow the channel and subscribe and like it and and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> please please do so. Because Chris does a hell of a lot of good work for, for, for everyone out there. So, uh, but it's always enjoyable coming on here talking about games, and even better when we uh, when we have a win. Of course, if you really want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at Dearman Nine. So, thank you very much, and I'll see you again all very soon. Thank you, Craig and Gary. An absolute pleasure having you back. It's uh, it's been a long time. It's been a while, actually, isn't it? Um, you know, you're just not getting me on the show. Now, you have asked me a few times, and um, I have well, had one or two do, things do you know going what? on. A few people, and I told Gary this off air as <laughs> yeah. well, a few people actually stopped me and said, Gary's still part of the show. We really like Gary. <laughs> actually, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No. <laughs> a few people have missed you. No, I've missed them as well. It's been really frustrating because the last couple I just could not do. And, and I love doing this show, Chris. Listen, look, we met in lockdown, really, online. Um, and then all three of us and stuff and Ricky, you know, we met. That sounds I mean, really dodgy. <laughs> yeah, we met online. Plenty of Rickies. And then, you know, and then what I love about this, though, is when you think about it, it was lockdown. We've done these YouTube channels. And then we actually met at games. And then it's just escalated mm. from that. It's been amazing. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And and you know what, Chris, you are right, because the last couple of times I haven't been able to do the show and I have missed it and it's frustrating. And then I've like jumped back on and watched it afterwards. And, and when you're not part of it and you're not on it, you do miss it a little bit, you know? Um, and what I love as well is when I'm not on your show, but I'm on social media and stuff like that, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram and people are jumping in and they're messaging me or when I'm at the ground and people recognise you. I love it. I think it's great because... I talk Tottenham twenty four seven anyway. I'm either in the gym talking about Tottenham, or I'm at home talking about Tottenham, or I'm at the stadium talking about Tottenham, or I'm on air. So for me, it's it, it does exactly what it says on the tin, and it's brilliant. So, but yeah, do not finish what you was going to say. It's probably best you don't if you want to win no, that I, podcast I, thing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to say to people: just imagine 25, 25 hours of Gary Mental. talking non-stop. That, that, yeah, that's I, I mean, I don't think they realise because on this show I tone it down a bit and I go a lot more quieter and calm. They don't yeah. actually, do you know what I mean? You know, and that's what's even funnier. The, the funny the funny thing is, Gary, do you remember that game you went to um, Milton Keynes last the year? The friendly, yeah, yeah, Wimbledon, year. was it? Or Don's, Don's, yeah. Yeah, you was in the back of Chris's car. Yeah. And you're, you are so loud. I love you yeah. a bit, but you are so loud. Very. I was, I was getting a headache. I couldn't hear, <laughs> I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear the engine, Chris's no. engine in the car. Over <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great. It was Listen, great. I'm, I'm number back. 23. I'm number 23 in this big house. And number one on this road have headaches. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, this whole road hears me. Especially when Tottenham are on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure talking to all three of you this uh, evening. Thanks so much, uh, Gary, Ricky and Craig. And thanks so much uh, for everybody's input this evening uh, on today's show. And 
If you are watching on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, please do hit that follow button and share, etc. And hopefully we will be back on Saturday to talk about another win. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on. Come on. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov PACT to learn more and file your claim. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.